0: No one's gonna talk about what I did if I'm just beating people up and hiding in a bush. No one's gonna get it. Ten years from now, when I'm gone, it's over. And I decided I'm going to inspire everyone to step up to crime when they see it. And that's gonna be my legacy. It's not (laughs) one of
1: these, though. No. But it is cool. So, the brewery that makes the uh, the, the Danny Trejo beer, uh-huh. it's um it's called Lincoln Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, And their uh, koozie is a, like an Abraham Lincoln top hat. Oh, um, that's dope. It is pretty that's dope, That's
2: fucking man. dope. Hey, shout out to Lincoln Brewing Company because <laughs> when I put them, the one time that I put them in a the store, the last time that we were drinking the uh, Trejo Cerveza, uh, they responded to me. Oh, really? really? I was like, yeah, thanks for the shout out. I was like, thank you for the tasty ass beer. Well, nice. you want to sponsor us and send us some swag,
3: Ooh. speaking of sponsors, though, we should probably shout out our actual sponsors. Ladies and
1: gentlemen,
2: <laughs> dearly beloved. beloved, we are here, we're gathered here today to sing the praises of uh, the one, uh, the only, uh, the uh, fight back CBD. I can't tell That's if you're right.
3: a Baptist priest or a freaking uh, Dusty Rhodes right now. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit baby. A little bit A little bit something else, baby. A little bit from column
2: A, <laughs> a little bit from column B. Anyway, I'm sure that Dusty would have lived a little bit longer if he had Fightback CBD. <laughs> that might be a little touchy. A little too soon? Nah, it's too fine. Soon. It's fine. Fightback Back CBD uh, made in Texas. Uh, oh, man. Please don't be offended. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh Fightback CBD, it is uh, our CBD of choice, and they do set us up with some stuff. Um, and hopefully soon, they're going to set us up with some stuff that we can send out t- to all of you. The millions
1: yes, and millions
2: of cacahuates out there. In the listening universe, um, fight back CBD is 100% uh, fucking legal in uh, all in the US. Fucking legal. They in the do, streets and in the sheets. They do uh, <laughs> They do ship worldwide. Not to Canada, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no. That's not a legal issue. That's a postal issue, I guess. I don't know. Fucking Canada, figure, so it, out, figure you know? it out. Trudeau, figure it out. Come on, baby. But I was incorrect. So, our Jacquardin listeners, evidently, you know, set your th- things, uh, you get it right. You can get some fight back CBD sent to you straight from. Austin, Texas, where this is lovingly handcraft-made, small batch in the U.S. of A. Um, they do uh, regular formulas. They do a nighttime formula that has uh, lavender, chamomile, and melatonin. They also have vape cartridges of uh, different flavors. Each one of them is hand-labeled. Um, these products are 100% organic, 100% THC-free. Um, they are just top-notch quality material suspended in MCT oil, and they do all of their testing in a quality third-party labs to ensure integrity, quality, and purity. Mm. This stuff, this company supports uh, MMA fighters, they support uh, professional wrestlers, they uh, support the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world, and they support uh, indie podcasters such as ourselves, and they support us so much that if you were to go to fightbackcbd.com, you could, you, you could pick up whatever the fuck you want, maybe one of their <laughs> sweet-ass trash cards. I got mine from there. And use code AMERICA at checkout, and you will get 10% off. 10%, baby. That is AMERICA at checkout at fightbackcbd.com for 10% off. Let them know that Arn Jacob... Do America Podcast. Featuring myself, the good Dr. Eva Castillo sent you. And I just want to shout out a couple people that actually tried uh, Fight Back CBD. Uh, our best
3: listener, uh, Alex Lozano, has Alex, tried it. Alex, thank you. She said it works wonders for her, her husband, and, and her
2: sisters as well. Um, I saw that post the other day, and I was like, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, so the Geekly Distraction Podcast, they were showing some love to Fight Back CBD mm-hmm. as well from uh, on behalf of... The Art and Jake Do America podcast. I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. I should probably listen to their podcast. <laughs> I, thank You asshole. Oh, oh, <laughs> <man. laughs>
1: you know what though? I hear they get a lot of spoilers. So yeah,
2: there. I I do. I do have to be careful. I do admit. I do admit, Alex. You know, thank you. And and from what I when I do listen to the podcast, is great. But there are there are some spoilers. Although you can tell pretty well. Like I'm pretty know. sure
1: Alex is. She understands. She's laughing in heaven right now. She's, what? Wait,
3: what? <laughs> she's laughing with Dusty.
1: She's, she's laughing with Dusty. right what now. She's Alex? laughing she? so much she died. Come on,
3: baby. Put put some CBD oil on it, baby. <laughs> Anyways, earlier Art was talking about how he went into this big tangent about uh, '90s music on Apple Music. Oh hell oh, yeah! And probably at the same time, I don't know. This is how we. I know we are like fucking, fucking best friends forever. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I went through like like a '60s like white boy music. Like okay, you got your '60s <laughs> music from like Motown and whatnot. Like that shit's cool as fuck, got the right? The jams, yeah. Yeah, that shit. That shit will touch your fucking heart, eh? El corazón, dog. Yeah, you pull at your left <laughs> ventricle. Let's say. Uh, but I wanted to hear like those white boy classics, you know, like like um, the mamas and the papas and fucking oh, yeah. the loving spoonful. It's like, funny because the like, they shit. were
1: all basically just like one hit wonders, but mm-hmm. they, their one hit was like amazing oh, every time. Timeless.
3: And so I didn't know that this certain lady sang like all of these songs. And I was telling these guys earlier, like, I was really digging the Kill Bill soundtrack all this week. And I didn't know Frank Sinatra's daughter, Nancy Sinatra. Oh, Nancy Sinatra, yeah. Had some fucking heaters, yeah, man. Yeah, she had some bangers, she did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, this one song, I, I never knew it was her. I just figured it was just some random ass, like, you know. Bang, bang?
1: Fucking. you didn't, oh my,
3: know, that, you you didn't know, know that was, was her? her? You know no, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, my family's white, but they're not this white. But I was like, That's man. That's like her biggest hit. Yeah, apparently it's the number one song on her Apple Music yeah. list. <laughs> oh my god
1: i'm surprised you didn't know that That's no big, i didn't know it i, I d- knew
3: that before i knew the kill bill one yeah? yeah oh wow did you know Cher does the bang bang too
1: i assume it's a really big covered song
3: yeah it's horrible though <laughs> yeah i mean it's not as good as nancy's but um, nancy's
1: not the original one is is she i
3: heard i, I think a, a lot of her songs like one of those songs that was covered like a bunch of times yeah i think so because she covered a. Uh, i'm going down to jackson that song yeah, that johnny yeah, yeah. cash and uh june carter uh sang or whatever with some like random ass like monotone guy or whatever but i was just like all right just leave leave the classics alone there nancy so
2: so uh jacob when uh when you think about uh the boots made for walking and where they might just be walking all over you do you uh do you feel it oh, I feel do it. you feel it in your loins Mm, I feel it in, you know,
3: the testes. Down the there. testes, the, the triangle difference. of death. <laughs> mm, yeah.
2: The, wait, the triangle of death? That's good. I like
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope
1: you... I didn't bring notes today, so I, all I got is jokes. So. Oh, my God. That's all I asked Just for. be ready.
3: That's all you got? <laughs> well, speaking got? Oh, of boots, shit. though... I have a um, phone.
1: I guess I can Google stuff. <laughs>
3: speaking of boots, though, Eric... Boots, that's right. Boots were sometimes... Sometimes they were made for walking, but sometimes
2: they were made for chasing. That's right. Sometimes made for... Kickin getting ass. turned sideways and sick and straight up the Rudy 2, Rudy the Rudy Pooh. Poo. my bad, my oh, bad. Oh, the Rudy Pooh, The Rudy Pooh candy asses. Watch yourself, platter uh, The Rudy Pooh candy asses of evildoers and neer do On the mean streets of fucking Seattle, Seattle. Oh, Washington, Washington. <laughs> Washington, Washington.
1: Did you guys know anything about these guys? No. I, so
3: what we're talking about today, so... Before we go into those Spoiler. guys. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about the rain city superhero movement. So art suggested this podcast like he does for it's 85%.
2: 80? Yeah. That's a, a good number. Yeah. That's fair. yeah that's 85%
3: fair. of yeah. the time. Um, and I had no idea. I just I just agreed to it. I, I have that much faith in him. He's gonna <laughs> bring something good to the table, minus you know Philadelphia experiment. But we don't <laughs> To be anything. fair, that was an Eric and Art <laughs> collaboration. <laughs> Eric, go sit in the jack-off corner. All no, right, right, my bad, my bad. We're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but so I was like, all right, whatever. I'll do my research on it. And as soon as I started doing research on this, I fucking fell in love with this. It's pretty oh, it's cool. Fucking wild, yeah.
2: I was somewhat. I was tangentially aware of it. Tangentially. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, I, I was somewhat aware of this um, only because of its link to MMA a few years back, which uh, I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, you know, just a little teaser is, is out there. You know, we'll, we'll touch on that. Mm. We'll touch on that. The way that uh, Nancy Sinatra's sultry voice gets touches uh, Jacob.
3: Mm. I'm gonna make my first child to that song. Anyways. Um, there you go. It looks so, like you were like
1: fucking air right now. What was that? I had just to readjust. Your,
3: oh, you're readjusting yourself. Readjusting myself, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. get my
2: posture right to talk about this. So I, I don't know get- what
1: it is about these chairs, but I have to stretch like five times a recording.
2: Mm-hmm. But About these chairs? You, you're the only one with that chair, that oh, particular chair.
1: This chair in particular. Okay. I got to put one of those old man back braces on here. <laughs> like fucking JFK.
2: <laughs> anyway, so the real life or the, the, the Rain City superhero movement. Which uh, is somewhat uh, associated with the uh, RLHS, the Real Life Super su- RLSH, Real Life Superheroes. Or, yeah, you know, R.L. Which is Stein. R.L. Stein. That's right. Goosebumps, mm. baby. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a movement of exactly what it fucking sounds like. These are actual real. living, real people that uh, put on their their costumes that they have made themselves, and uh, that they have gotten various weapons. They've have whatever training that they may have, you know, uh, and uh, they go out and they they patrol the mean streets. in In the case of the particular faction that we're going to be looking at, they they uh, patrol the mean streets of uh, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, and there's groups all over the
3: nation. Like I was super surprised. That to I did not know how. about. I I like, knew that there London were a couple is in like Seattle, like crawling but.
1: with superheroes, and they, yeah,
3: and they've been having that since for centuries. Yeah. And the best one that I found too was in Mexico, and I, I'm sure we'll go over that like once we really see you know, yeah. that. Yeah, once we clear, you know who the Rain City uh, superheroes are, but. Um, Yeah, like, I was watching all these videos. Like, just go to YouTube, guys, after you listen to this podcast, of course, (laughs) and watch some other videos. And so, basically, what happens is you got this crew, you know, the Rain City superheroes, basically, led by a one, Phoenix Phoenix Jones. Jones. No (laughs) no affiliation or relation to (laughs) Alex Jones. That we know of. Well... One's a little bit more Africanized. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, so. Hey, Alex and that's Jones Alex, Jones. Afi- Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones is African? I had no fucking He's idea. He's Africanized. Africanized. I am a oh, part oh. of the real, <laughs> original man. But anyways, you you look up their YouTube videos, and you know they'll be hanging out, you know, like by bars or you know the Barnes corners, and, yeah. Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hanging out by Barnes Fucking and Noble. Fucking crazy! The man. comic book session at Barnes and Noble. Possibly? Yeah. Actually, that's fair. That yeah, they probably would be. They're big comic book nerds. <laughs> they are. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, and so they you know they hang around bad parts of the area to so, you know related to maybe like you know L like A. Like a popular part of L A. would be like Skid Row, for example, a place where a lot of you know crazy shit happens. East L A. East mm-hmm. Los. Um, um, Compton.
1: Echo Park. Echo. Not really. Echo Park's like Echo Park like used to be. Not now. anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, but it's it like used a hipster a It is totally a hipster. It's mm. like the new Brooklyn of like, you know, mm-hmm. like Brooklyn's all
3: hipster now. The West Village. Oh. Yeah. So they hang out in these bad parts of towns and they kind of patrol the area to make sure nothing bad is going to happen. And if something bad happens, they're there to basically be whistleblowers or to subdue or bring attention to um, the perpetrators until the actual police can get there.
2: Yeah, and they they do this through various tactics, and in some cases it can just be as simple as you know they're trying to prevent you know I, I saw a bunch of stories, uh, different reporters like getting in with the group and uh, and, and Phoenix Jones specifically, and uh, you know talking about like there's a group of crackheads, we're just gonna walk by, we're just gonna walk by kind of just slow make and, your presence yeah be we're known. just gonna be and, and so you know there's just, point there's just like three or four superheroes, that are all together, and these are dudes in like. You know suits, and they've got body, you know spandex body armor. Basically, go ahead and
1: Google them, but they kind of look like Batman's. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. Yeah. Yeah. One um, of them, like, if, you, if you're familiar with the comic, um, the Watchmen, one of them kind of looks like Rorschach, mm-hmm. where his yeah. like base is all covered. One of them's Purple Rain—that's mm-hmm. her name, which is a badass name for she's a superhero.
3: A dime piece. Too. Speaking of like Nancy Sinatra, <laughs> um, fucking Purple Rain. Not only does she have the best name, yeah. she's also fucking dime piece. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One thing uh, I will complain about her costume is she has no um, coverage on her head. So if somebody were to hit her in the head with a pipe.
2: Well, that's why she's the Oracle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah there there are levels of this shit. Like there's oh. a bunch of there's a bunch of super <sighs> superheroes that are on the streets. Yeah. And then uh the Rain City Superhero Movement actually has like yeah, like oracles. Like mm-hmm. like you know fucking uh, uh Barbara Gordon after she got shot and fucking paralyzed by the Joker, this chick is fucking in you know, giving except, out intel. Except it's not nearly as cool, but she's like somewhere back on base fucking uh looking <laughs> yeah, the shit up cave and fucking like <laughs> Google telling people, "Hey, you know, this is this is what's going on. This is where you need to be. This is what's happening. This is the patterns, whatever, whatever. And then Phoenix Jones and his crew are like, "All right, we're gonna get an Uber and we're gonna go over there."
1: No, but but sh- a lot of times they show up with boxes of Taco Bell. Apparently, yeah. No, they
2: they, they do a lot of stuff where, like I said, they they'll just go by, make their presence known. You know, they they talk about you know having just talking just regular conversations amongst all these guys. You know, in superhero suits, someone is like in a in a ski mask and a karate gi and got like all sorts of you know all sorts of crazy shit and none of them look alike. And they just all stop talking. They keep walking, stop talking, but they all turn to look at the crackheads mm-hmm. and they just keep going and make their presence known. Little things like that. Two big things, like actual physical altercations with drunks and, you know, instead of crackheads, crack dealers, you know what I mean, which is probably, you know, depending on the situation, substantially more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Domestic violence disputes, uh, rowdy drunks, uh, fucking all sorts of bar brawls. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it seems
1: to be around, you know, when the bars are getting out and people are trying to drive, they seem to get in people's faces like they don't get in the car and mm -hmm. drive. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And not only that, they'll call him the taxi or probably, you know, because this all stopped in two thousand eleven. You know, they call him a taxi, and I was about to say they were gonna call him an Uber, but I don't think Uber was a thing. Then, <laughs> That's true, yeah. I don't know, maybe Seattle, I don't know, they're a very progressive town. But um, you know, they call him a taxi, you know, to get, you know, make sure they have other arrangements. And basically why they said they did this is is because, you know, the police can only be so many places at once, you know. And yeah. you look at um our local um, sheriff's department, they're very understaffed. They're very underfunded. And the BPDR, yeah. Yeah, and they have a lot of officers leaving because, you know, they haven't had a raise in like 10 or 12 years. So if you've got, you know, basically employees that are, you know, that are working, you know, a, a huge metropolitan area, they don't have enough resources, you know, they're not getting paid enough. You know they can't possibly cover. You know it's like Gotham City, basically. Yeah. They can't cover everything that happens at once. They're gonna have to prioritize. All right, somebody's getting raped over here. Oh, there's a bar fight over here. We're just gonna have to let the bar fight, you know, yeah, go yeah. on, and then you know take care of the rape. But you know, Phoenix Jones, you know, basically saw this after, you know, he
2: experienced some 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 misgivings. So he, he uh, his car had been uh, broken into, and uh, he was with his uh, young stepson, stepson or son. Son, I think it was a son. 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 Um his body's too she, on point, yeah, baby, yeah. to have that.
3: So by the way, yeah, by the way, he was married to Purple Rain, too. Oh, he oh, was? was he? I, I didn't know, know that. No, no, I yeah. didn't see that. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay. Trust me, I found that. Damn.
1: <laughs> Did you, you find got the that videos? nice like the fucking, videos, huh? what's the kid from Kid and Play's haircut? Yeah. He's got that oh. going on. <laughs>
2: Holy shit, he does. That's fucking amazing. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think about that, but you're right. Um anyway, so he so anyway, so Phoenix Jones' origin story is basically that his car was broken into, glass was everywhere and uh walking up to it his kid slipped and uh broke or not broke uh he cut, he his, cut leg. his leg on broken glass and this was like in daylight and there's a bunch of people around and he was fucking he was pissed because no one did mm-hmm. anything no one no one even said anything no one was like hey then, i saw this shit i whatever whatever you know woo, woo, woo. and there was a guy across
3: the street as well and he was like hey man call nine because i guess he didn't have his phone on him or whatnot and he's like, just, hey, can you call 911? And the guy just had his phone out and just was recording it. And he goes, nah, man, it's going to ruin the, my video feed. And I'm like, he's just like, what the fuck, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he, he calls the cops. And we've been in this situation. You know, my house, my mom's house when I was younger got robbed. And it took the
2: police, you know, five or six hours just to yeah. come out just to make a report. It's that, it's that same thing. Is there someone actively there robbing the place? No? Okay, there's someone here actively getting stabbed. It's like you said earlier, there's got to be priorities. And mm-hmm. when you're so thinly fucking spread out amongst officers like son of a bitch choices priorities have to be made and if the crime is already done well fuck it's done like we'll, we'll get there you know mm-hmm. yeah we'll make a little report but what
3: phoenix jones he got inspired to do um he was like okay i need to do something yeah. you know it was in the back of his mind it was you know sticking in his craw if you will and another incident happened where he was out with a group of friends and i guess one of his friends was assaulted. And he was like, "What the hell, you know?" Yeah. And he called. They called the cops. You know, it was taking forever for them to show up. And I guess eventually they just decided, "Hey, we're just gonna drop this. We're just gonna leave or whatever." But it stuck in his cross so much that he was like, "You know what?
2: I'm gonna be the justice on this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: basically. <laughs> He's gonna become, you know, like Batman."
2: Yeah. What I what I read was that with that uh, with that altercation with his friend. Now I I didn't see where he got the mask. Either there are two different stories. Either he picked up the mask. Because whoever the fuck broke into his car was so fucking ballsy and gave so little fucks that he, they actually left the ski mask in mm-hmm. the car. That's what I saw. I saw another story where when this big brawl broke out, he found the mask in a hedge that was nearby. <laughs> I, both of those seem fairly improbable, so I'm not totally... But I did mm-hmm. see the car more often than not, so that's the yeah. story that I, I, I'm gonna i going to go I saw with, that it but, came
3: out of the glove box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: So somebody, somebody got in took them, it was it was a hot fucking day they took their mask off put it in the glove box closed it and you know whatever the fuck but yeah so so this bar brawl breaks out and he you know and and he's like well fuck you know what's gonna happen no one's gonna do anything about it and so he puts on the mask and interjects and effectively breaks it up you know what I mean because Phoenix Jones uh,
3: who real name is Ben Foder, mm-hmm. um,
2: is an actual you know MMA fighter yes he and uh, daycare he works as a daycare. Something or other, like that was his. Yeah, because when he first started, what? When he first started, he was an <laughs> amateur MMA fighter. Uh-huh. So his day job, when he was actually making money, was as a daycare employee. Wow! Oh wow, yeah. that's pretty interesting. So
3: one of one of the articles. Whenever I see like a male daycare provider, mind you, I grew up in a daycare. My mom um, yeah. runs a daycare currently, and that whenever I hear that like men are involved in daycare, I always
2: like I always look at that with skeptical hippo eyes. I'm just like, oh, what are it's, you doing? Really? Is that kids? like There's, male nurse? I maybe well I mean think think about like this fuck who is it there's a there's an Australian comedian that has a bit about it where he talks about kind of like that where like a female daycare attendant or like preschool yeah Jim (laughs) Jeffries and it's like and it's like you know imagine giving your little boy you know over to the female attendant like oh my boyfriend's here look my I love my boyfriend (laughs) oh you can go now mom I you know I'm gonna take care of my boyfriend now oh everyone look my boyfriend's here now you flip that around and you give your daughter to the male fucking daycare or the the preschool whatever oh oh my girlfriend's here oh thank you mother don't worry (laughs) I'll take care of my girlfriend you can go now look everyone my girlfriend's arrived. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's it totally different. You know I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, it shouldn't make a difference, but it fucking does. Oh, and it that's totally the reality. Does. But, you know.
1: Especially for daycare, it kind of adds a little bit of a pedophile vibe.
2: So, this dude is. What, but when you have a superhero working yeah. at the daycare,
3: it turns everything around. Wow. This dude is a crime fighter. <laughs> he's, he's one in the middle. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or something like that. Fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, he, so he, his, his uh, origin story was basically he felt like oh. nothing was happening. And so he had to get involved. He had to physically get involved and he had to physically try to break up shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which, um, I just want to say real quick, you know, if I kind of go this way, this, okay, we touched upon in the front, like all the different superheroes that are out there. When I was doing the research, uh, I saw that as of like 2011 or some shit like that, there were 200 costumed vigilantes in the US. In the US, not the world, in the US. Mm-hmm. I had no fucking idea. I knew that there was a group, uh, and uh, I didn't even realize the group in Seattle was as big as it was, but I knew there was a group in Seattle. And I had heard that there were like some sporadically spread around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had no fucking idea that there would be enough to have like four in each fucking state. You know I, I don't want
1: like... to remember, Jacob, but you said you found one in, in Mexico or something. What's yeah. that superhero called? Because I just remembered of one that my mom told me about, and I thought it was the funniest thing
3: ever. Well, so he's been around since 1987. His name is Super Barrio Gomez. And he actually <laughs> has like films films. So, he's kind of like... Um, like a luchador? He's, he's kind of based Mario? off... Mario? He's based off of, like, El Santo, the, oh, the luchador yeah, yeah. from there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of based off of that. So, he even has, like, the luchador mask and whatnot. Yeah. There's murals to him, like, in Mexico City, whatever. But he pretty much does the same thing. Like, he fights crime in a luchador outfit. Yeah. And... <laughs> That's he's a like, cool. He's a goddamn hero. And and you watch the videos and it is fucking po- poetic, dude, cuz he goes to like the children's hospitals, you know, he gives out suckers and chicle. And then like he'll go like on the street and fucking fight the cartel. Yeah, yeah. And he's a goddamn hero. And then like some of the cartel are like, "All right, man, I, I I'm just going go back home or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, mind you, they have like submachine guns or whatever, and this beer-bellied fucking el- like fucking bootleg uh, La Parka is fucking... <laughs> <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> It's fucking coming down oh the street. Like, God. Just tell them like, hey, no, no, not, no, no, yeah. <laughs> hands them a lollipop. Get out, out of here. <laughs> he puts it, he unwraps it, puts it in their mouth. You're <laughs> like, go home, go home. Oh, Give, he, he pulls a joy, Ryan away. Hey, real quick, Eric, do you mind uh uh turning off that phone real quick? Oh, probably? yeah, sure. Whatever.
1: Uh While Maybe. Eric does that, my mom did tell me a story of another like Mexican superhero called El Topo, which if you don't know what that means, it means like the mole. Uh. It's like little mole. <laughs> And what he would do is, uh, he was such a little guy, I guess he would, during earthquakes or something like that, during rubble, he would go down, deep down, (laughs) to help people that are buried, and he would get them out. He was so popular that the the Mexican government actually hired him during a big earthquake that Mexico City had, and to go get people from that were buried (laughs) underneath buildings. We so, laugh, but that shit's
2: dude, fucking no, badass. That's, that's, that's hero so shit.
1: Imagine you were so small that you
2: can get down you there. You said that shit right when I was taking a swig of beer, and I almost spit all over. That's on you. <laughs> was, I'm about to, <laughs> to open spit. this up real quick. Oh, you know what? I'll follow oh. suit. All right. Anyway, I now that that's some. done. <laughs> fucking. Um, anyway, so the point that I wanted to get to was, you know, all of these mm, superheroes um, around the country, mm-hmm. I, I can't necessarily speak to uh, the mole or... Uh, uh, what Was it uh, Los Barrio Gomez or Super Barrio? Super Barrio, Super that's, Barrio. Okay, that
1: is a play on Super Mario, uh, right? Oh yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. I yeah, yeah. Just, wanted, yeah.
2: just wanted to double check. Super Barrio. Anyway, uh, I think he does have a raccoon tail, by the way. Oh wow, oh,
1: that's
2: badass. <laughs> anyway, um, so a lot, a lot of the other like uh, superheroes around the nation um, that are part of the uh, RLSH, the Real Life Superhero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? the The overall art, the overarching. Uh, uh, I was gonna say governing body community. Um, They're fucking. By the way, their their discussion boards are amazing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so a lot of these, a lot of these outside of Seattle, uh, their big thing is that they just show up and they give like food to the homeless and they try to raise awareness and they try to, you know what I mean. And so they and so they're doing good for the community, but they're doing good in more peaceful ways and in more like social aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And so they're actually very. critical of Phoenix Jones or were critical of Phoenix Jones and they were critical of uh the Rain City Superhero Movement because these guys were getting into altercations like, altercations they were carrying around batons and tasers and pepper spray and yeah know, they Phoenix- had that fucking bear pepper spray they like knock people out <laughs> Phoenix Jones uh his uh I thought this was legit as fuck his uh his suit is oh, yeah. dragon scale Yeah that shit is badass So okay so so his dragon scale suit I'd never heard of this shit basically Instead of one big plate of uh, of like body armor, he's got a bunch of little discs that overwrap that are like a kind of a bulletproof ceramic, silicone Mm -hmm. ceramic, and um, they they're layered in his vest in such a way that they overlap. And looks like so so looks like a dragon scale, right? So they overlap, so there's no open space. But because it's a bunch of independent uh, individual circles they move freely so he has much more range of motion than he would with just mm-hmm. like regular body armor. Yeah. I did then get down this rabbit hole of, you know, the fact that they lied about how actually effective it was. Yeah. The government bought a bunch for the for the, the US Army or maybe the Marines. Fresno then, actually bought a bunch for their police force Yeah, too. and then it came out that it wasn't as effective. They there's some sort of certification that they lied about. They got mm-hmm. the company got sued, so on and so forth. So it doesn't get mass-produced anymore. It never really got mass-mass-produced. But, you know, a mm. lot of prototype and a lot of, like, uh, uh, testing suits were sent out to different governing bodies, different uh, uh, military and police bodies. But, uh, yeah, they don't make it vast anymore. But Phoenix Jones, I don't know how the fuck he did, but Phoenix Jones, some, you know, daycare MMA <laughs> fighter. You think he fought the kids? That's he how he practiced? the kids? He practiced punting the kids? Anyway, yeah, somehow he got a hold of this dragon skin. dragon Dragon scale, scale armor. Dragon yeah. scale armor. Yeah, which is... Again, like this is legit as fuck. This isn't us, you know. Putting on, a, this is like brought up a few episodes ago. This isn't the mask and cape that my mom made me when I was four. You know, living in Kenoka. It Park, reminds you know me. I
3: mean? It reminds me a lot of Batman Begins, like yeah. where he's ordering parts like from China and yeah. like he's like, what, what was that sport that like he would tell people like, I'm going skilumping or I, whatever. Yeah, spelunking. Spelunking, yeah. And like he get like all these like tactical gear. Like it reminds me of that, except it doesn't look as cool as Batman. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trip you guys out okay. real quick. Uh, take out your phones and Google Bible Man, mm, if you will. Okay. No. Look it up, Seriously? Bible Man. The 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 sidekick from Charles in Charge. Okay, so I grew up in a super religious household, right? And there's this place uh, uh, by the Valley it's, Plaza. It's
1: blocked on my phone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's a place by the the mall. It's like a Christian bookstore. No, the look room? up the the live action one. That's the cartoon, sir. Yes. Jack,
2: Jack in the box, Jesus. That is amazing. Yeah. That is Bible man, all right.
3: And I remember as a kid, like, they were trying to get us to Holy not follow shit. Batman and Superman and Spider-Man and all that. They were literally trying us to fucking subscribe to fucking Bible, Bible man. man. Does this
2: motherfucker have a fucking lightsaber? He
3: has a whole crew. Yeah, he has a lightsaber. And it's One the cheesiest shit that you will fucking was, ever see.
2: No, this is a... This is, uh, um... Uh, full fucking opportunity. This is, you know, he's got a black dude and he's got two chicks. One of them uh, sandy blonde. The other one's brunette. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 fairly diverse for the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's what uh, Phoenix Jones's fucking outfit reminded it, no, me of. No, you're right. right. It, it does, does look it like really Phoenix does. Jones's outfit. Yeah. yeah.
3: It kind of looks like the Phantom mixed with a little bit of Bible Man.
1: Oh, the Phantom. That's a superhero I forgot about.
3: Mm-hmm. And so... Um <laughs> one of Alec Baldwin's greatest roles Look at this. This is pretty much him. Yeah. This... I fucking told you guys. Yeah,
2: Jesus Christ.
3: So, um, oh sorry, Bible Man. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyways, guys, I hope you're enjoying that Bible Man versus <laughs> Christmas. What? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, see, <laughs> so, did you see that? I didn't see that. So, anyways, uh, Phoenix Jones and Purple Rain weren't the only people um, in this group. There were some other people in <laughs> this group as well. Uh, there was also a person named Red Dragon, Midnight, Jack Karma. Skyman, El Caballero, Blue Sparrow, Busta Doe, Catastrophe, Gemini, Green Reaper, The Mantis, and Thunder Eighty Eight. Don't forget no name.
2: Oh yeah, no name. <laughs> Did I found out do you know why Buster Doe is named Buster Doe? What is that? No. So it Sounds he, like Busta Dome. He helped to uh, break up something with Phoenix Jones and the police showed up and they asked what and what is your name you know what is your, my name is buster no what's your name buster i and he's in full he's in full you know uh regalia and all that shit and he's you know what i'm buster he just wouldn't say anything else so the police just said all right fine we don't know who the fuck this is he's just saying buster buster doe like john doe buster mm. doe and so he just fucking took that name wow i
3: and what's interesting, too, like, when you watch these videos and whatnot, like, it's it's funny because, you know, you see something happen. Like, one video I saw that was pretty cool is, you know, the bartender, you know, got beat up by this drunk patron that, you know, was causing problems. And um, the bartender runs out, and the first thing Phoenix Jones does, he's like, all right, do you want to press charges? And they get him on, you know, Facebook Live yeah. or whatever. Like, they make sure they document it. He goes, all right, man, I'm not. I'm going to go get him right now because the, the crew that, you know, that jumped the bartender, you know, they take off running. And so Phoenix Jones... Oh, man, I want to say Alex Jones so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Phoenix Jones and his crew, like, they start running after the guy. And mind you, they can't really do much because then right. they get themselves in legal um, problems and so the guy starts you know yelling at him he goes like don't touch me stop touching me and he goes I'm not touching you I am just following you to make sure that you do not go anywhere you are fleeing the sea. like he just starts reciting freaking uh, yeah. police codes and whatnot yeah. and like he's on the phone like he has like oracle uh, purple rain like I need you to call 911 um, you know there was an incident you know at this bar at this time and you know or on pursuit for the the criminal or whatever and so basically what they do is they corner the guy And the guy jumps in like to the back of a truck or whatever, and like the whole mob of the Rain City superheroes just like circles the truck, and the guy is just like, (laughs) I just imagine them all locked arms. Yeah, we out
1: of the world.
2: You're not going anywhere, bastard.
3: (laughs) And so like they're just like the guys like yelling, "I'm like you guys need to leave. You can't do this. Like I know my rights." And he goes, "We're not doing anything. We're just making sure you don't flee the scene of a crime." And like he just starts listing off all the crime you know this guy just got himself into, and so finally the police show up. And you could tell, like, it was uh, a rookie cop or whatever. And they're kind of annoyed at him, like, okay, what are you guys doing here? Like, you know, you're going to get yourself in more trouble, basically chastising him and whatnot. He goes, no, actually, this is my citizen's right, you know, to make sure, you know, that he doesn't flee the scene yeah. of the crime. And he starts reciting the law back to the officer. And the officer's like, um, actually, and, you know, tries to, you know, put him in his place. And it's this posted YouTube video. And goes, actually, the officer is wrong. And he starts, like, <laughs> listing off, like, all the crimes <laughs> and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or actually, you know, what citizen, citizens can do. And I remember I had a business law class um, in college and it was it was boring as fuck, but I had a cool teacher and he goes, you know, and he was Scottish by the way too, so it makes it even better. <laughs> he was like, so, you know, I don't, I don't really, really care about, you know, all this or whatever. You're not really going to need all this. And so people start asking me, you know, legal questions or whatnot. And they're like, what if I get into a fight downtown? Or what if I see some guy get, getting jumped downtown? What can I do? And it's always stuck in my head. And He goes, as long as you tell, you know, the officers when they show up, that, you know, I was acting in good faith. Anytime yep. you put that out there, that I'm acting in good faith, that'll start, you know, the protection on you because, you know, you're you're doing a, a civilian, your civilian duty. Yeah. And he says, and as long as it's with equal force. You know, Phoenix Jones started reciting this to the officer. You know, he was running. All I was doing was running after him. I wasn't assaulting him. I wasn't doing anything else. He was running and I was running after him. No law was broken there. And you know the officers. Well, he can get you on harassment. Well, he was fleeing the scene of a crime. Yeah. I was making sure you know I was aiding the police. I was on you know the phone the whole time, letting you guys know what was going on. Um, I have videotaped evidence. We never touched him. Uh, well, you guys can't corner him. Well, he we let him run wherever he wanted to run. He chose to go into that um, that truck, and we were on the you know, when we told him when he was on the phone that the police are coming and you are here now. If we never called you guys, they would have ran off, and you know we would have had this assaulted bartender. You know, basically without justice, you know, and the cop didn't really have anything else to say. And he goes, are you going to take my statement now? And the cop was like trying to ignore him. And he goes, you need to take my statement. I want to make a statement. You need to take my statement. Please take my statement. And so basically at the end of the video, you know, he gets that statement made and it helps get those guys that assaulted the bartender convicted of whatever, you know, the penalty is in Seattle for, you know, their crime for assault but if they weren't there, that never would have happened. Yeah. You would have seen that
2: just get swept under the rug. And, and like you said, this is all on video. Like this whole altercation from the moment that, in fact, you're seeing because I, I'm sure I didn't see the video, but I'm sure that you know that you show that it shows Phoenix Jones taking the video. It's not the video from his point of view. It's someone else because all of these guys, all of these superheroes, have cameras on them. A couple of them have them like mounted onto shoulders or like mm. helmets stuff like that. Because realistically. um, they're our neighborhood watch on crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, and so the whole the whole thing is, you know, uh, if they a lot of the shit they deal with is, you know, things like that, the drunken disorderly, the assaults, the mm-hmm. you know, and so everything gets fucking um, uh, put on video so it can be submitted later. Um, they get all of their statements in. They make sure that they call nine one one right away. They do. They they basically you know have the whistle and they're blowing the whistle the entire <laughs> fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Um, Uh, I read that, you know, the police are kind of half and half on them. Maybe maybe skewed a little bit. But I guess uh, uh, at the time when they were running around, the city did allow them to uh, uh, testify in court. Mm -hmm. They did allow them to testify with their masks on and under the personas. Uh, The police (laughs) did know their names. All right. So if you go back to Civil War, not the movie, but the comic books, you know, the the, uh, Mutant Registration Act, the Superhero Registration Act, the Superhuman Registration Act... They, they didn't comply with it. So the police didn't know who all these superheroes were, their real identities. They did not use them in court. They did not use them in front of other people. They just, you know, use it to actually get a hold of them, you know. There is no bad signal, so they need to know their actual, you know, home address. Um, but they would let them, you know, testify in court under their their uh, uh, their secret identities. And a lot of the police would say that, you know, just the fact that, you know, the police they're calling and they're saying this is going on. The fact that they're saying, you know, hey, I've got video of, you know, this drug deal going down, you know, them them giving that statement alone, even if they don't do anything else, that is reasonable cause for a search of basically anyone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, I've I've heard stories about, you know, police driving by, you know, houses and then, you know, knocking on the door and saying we're searching the house and the people saying, you know, you have no reason to search yeah. the house. Why the fuck? It's like. You have the window open. What's we that can Jay-Z see song? You, we can see you smoking weed in the house. You know what I mean? Like back when it would have been yeah. illegal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We can see you smoke. That is reason. You know that is gives us reason. Probable cause. Probable cause. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, reasonable doubt is a Jay That's right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Phoenix, Jones, for that. Phoenix Jones, Phoenix Jones, and his whole crew, uh, the Rain kinda City kinda takes Super. Takes reasonable doubt away. They no, they're the ones that like provide. Provide. They provide oh, that. Yeah, problem. They're saying, hey, we saw this happen. Um, they're, you know, they're they're snitching out. We saw this happen. It was that guy. If you don't believe it's that guy, here's the fucking video proof. I've got that bitch on my shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like,
3: and I'm glad you brought that up because um, some of these cops would ask him, well, why, what's necessary with the the costumes? You know, why can't you just you know use your Kevlar or whatever? You know, just look like the shield, basically. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and there, he was just like, you know what? It's because so that way they they know. Okay, I have credibility. They can easily spot you know my purple outfit you know, from the squad car or down the street, you know, you know who we are. We know you that what we're about, you know, by now, you know, that we're going to follow the law, you know, to the T, you know, we're not going to be out there, you know, shooting people up or whatnot, or, you know, knifing people, shanking them or whatnot. You know that, okay, if there's an incident going on, you know, it gives that probable cause. And then you know that, hey, you know, this guy, right? Because, you know, if they were in normal suits, you know, or normal, you know, street garb, they're gonna just take both of those people in, you know. Yeah, they don't yeah. know who was the perpetrator, who was the victim, you know. Has for uh,
1: has Dog the Valley Hunter ever gotten arrested? Probably. He that's did. What
2: actually, I he did. Okay. See, yeah, that's what I imagined then. Cause... Didn't he get a? Uh, this is totally slander if it's wrong. Did <laughs> didn't he get arrested for like domestic abuse or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google that. All talking. right. Yeah. Make the, don't 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 quote me on that until we figure that. I out. think anyway. he did actually. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But but you're, but you're right. It's it's like you know it's it's a. Rec, uh, It's, it's, uh, you're recognizable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You come in and say, you know, who, who punched who first? You know what I mean? Well, you're not going to say, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was the black dude in the tank top or if it was the black dude in the fucking Kevlar and the mask and all of Mm -hmm. that shit. You know, they're both black. They look the same. Someone might still try to pull it off. There's some racist motherfuckers out there, but like the likelihood of that actually flying is, Mm -hmm. is minimal. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Hasn't always worked out. They're having a couple of occasions where the police have assumed that they were trying to assault someone, that they were, you know, yeah. masked in trying to, you know, do something, jump yeah. someone. But, uh, yeah, no, the whole point is supposed to be that we are recognizable. We are credible, which on the one hand is, is kind of true. At the same time, I find kind of hilarious that yeah. the costumes make them credible. Yeah. Um, um,
1: yes. the Bunny Hunter was arrested. So far, this is what I know, that he was arrested in Mexico for hunting someone in Mexico illegally. I'll keep searching to see if he was arrested. You of know who device. found him? Uh, no. Super Barrio. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Either that or el Topo. He was he
2: was hunting. He was hunting the most dangerous. The game. The mole got him. <laughs> the mole just dug a hole right under his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Super Barrio came and swooped him Turns up. out, turns out d- dogs can uh, can uh, dig out holes pretty well, but they can't get out of them. Oh, hey, <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so I I think it's hilarious. But you're but you're right that that whole idea that you know they they think it's it's they're a beacon. They are a credible beacon. They are a recognizable beacon. Because the public the, for the for the police. Because asked myself the same thing. Like it's just like okay, if I because I was I
3: I thought like whoa like this is actually a great idea. You know because. We, I, I've been wanting to push this topic as well for the uh, group similar to this, uh, the Guardian Angels in New York. Yes. I mean, yes, they yes, basically, yes, you know, walk around, you know, in these, like, nice, like, you know, members-only jackets and these <laughs> red berets and flashlights or whatever. and they. Walk that was pe-
1: a topic that I pitched, like, back before Eric was on here. Mm-hmm. We yeah. just haven't got around to it. Yeah,
3: And I'm glad, you know, this one came up before them because, you know, it, it's kind of like that where they just, you know, walk people home off the mean streets of New York. But, the the real uh <laughs> the Rain City <laughs> superheroes,
2: they actually, you know, take action, whereas, you know, the Guardian Angels don't. Well, I will say this as well. Uh the Rain City superheroes also you know, they took action. The Guardian Angels didn't necessarily but they were big, burly men that mm. stood there with a fu- uh, fucking submachine guns. So in the fucking subway, <laughs> they did. Oh, yes, shit, no, I didn't they, had, know that. they held guns. I thought yeah, they, they held... just
1: like held their hand out. No, no, no. There's. I, I thought they I, had I... flashlights. Oh, no, hold on, a second. like I those will, big I... mag
2: lights that are like three feet long. Now it's now it's my turn to go. I thought Vamp. they just
1: did dance numbers to like intimidate people. Like that's an intimidating <laughs> dance. I better go home. I'm looking this <laughs> shit up right now. Keep I don't going, even guys. want to stab <laughs> anybody anymore. Like I just want to break dance. I want to join your crew. Let's go
2: no that's a song you can find at columbia house you just got served well i guess there's nothing else i can do but uh, join your crew let's make sure these subways are safe (laughs)
1: it reminds me of that video bad
3: by michael jackson oh yeah yeah (laughs) that was in the subway i remember when i
1: was a kid speaking of like childhood and like religion um i remember this kid showed me this movie about like this gang that like fought breakdancing style, like so they never actually fought, they would just like break dance, battle each other. Oh wow. And he's
2: like, This is my favorite movie. <laughs> and
3: I was like, God damn, this sucks so
1: bad. <laughs> and then
2: right after that, y'all watch Bible Man.
3: Oh man. <laughs> no, we, we were gonna sit down after this podcast. I, I and did watch play Bible, Bible game. Like there
1: was a Bible video game on like the NES. Oh, Noah's Ark. Yeah, Noah's yeah. Ark. We had to collect like the animals and like it yep. never worked out. You can't beat the game somehow. Like No. It's some stupid shit.
3: <laughs> and the cartridge wasn't even like a like an actual It wasn't an official one. You had to like get like another cartridge
1: or something mm-hmm. to like play it. Yeah. There's
2: like some blue plastic pl- piece that went over it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They had that in my church. Oh no, you're right. Man. Those those holsters are empty, but goodness, that's like if uh fucking Freddie Mercury took steroids and sat on some... i To be honest, I
1: wouldn't want to fight them, not because they look tough, but because I don't want to get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> in the eighties in a New York subway you just pride from
2: monster. a man How with dare that you? mustache. My goodness. You 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 might get AIDS, yeah, that's true.
3: I <laughs> Fuck New York. I I I mean I know we have some New York listeners, but that place smells like piss.
1: I know we got some listeners with AIDS, but still I don't wanna get AIDS. <laughs>
2: Anyways. You do you. We're gonna be okay. Shout over out here. to Magic Johnson. Magic <laughs> <out to> Johnson. <laughs> you do you, Magic Johnson. Fucking you, you stay away from the Lakers. <laughs> yes.
0: A D t- Anyway.
3: Anyway, so yeah, it reminded me of, you know, basically they were inspired by the Guardian Angels. Uh, they were also inspired by you know another group from Scranton, PA called the Knights of the Night,
1: oh who are wow. on the who are on the
3: prowl for the Scranton Strangler. Was that, that a
1: real crew? I believe. Yeah, I, heard, I remember
3: hearing about that. I remember hearing about. <laughs> yes, led by Dwight Schrute. You are correct. Damn it! Thank you for killing the lead on that one. Shout out to uh, episode, back something. in April. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the April 1st episode, the yep. Scrat and Strangler. Uh, but there there was also another guy back in the 1960s called the Fox, who basically he was uh, this uh, uh, science teacher. Also a really good-looking man. Oh, yeah, Silver Fox. Um, and he, he kind of looked like a <laughs> – um do you remember the Hobbit movies that came out recently, the live-action ones? And yeah. there was Gandalf, and then he had like – the 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 weird Sotoman? like not saruman but it was this other weird wizard that like lived in the woods and like had like goats on his sled or whatever oh God. and it reminded me of him like when i saw the picture of him <laughs> the okay our- really quickly there's this guy i work with and every time i see him i always gonna call him
1: saruman <laughs> <laughs> for no reason Jesus i just Christ. think it's really funny because like this shy quiet mexican guy and i just want to call him saruman <laughs> continue oh, that's actually really funny <laughs> oh, what
3: the fuck he looks
1: like a don too. Like you just at me, mind. What the fuck you doing, man? Hurry up. <laughs>
3: That's not my name. Well, so, anyways, in the 1960s in Illinois, there was a science teacher called the Fox, and what he would do is he would go, you know, to plants and like nuclear reactors or whatever, and try to like block them and yeah. or you know do stuff you know that would you know, save the environment. He or was an eco warrior, eco superhero. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. an eco uh, superhero. Uh, in 2006, there's a group. Um, in San Diego, that spread all the way to North Carolina, called the Extreme Justice League, and they mm. have chapters, you know, throughout the country, <laughs> and you know they have a, a set of uh, rules that you know that they abide by yeah. as well. That you know, the Rain City uh, superheroes were going by, uh, 2011, uh, the California Initiative in San Francisco, um, 2011, also uh, Portland, Oregon, the Rose City Rebellion. Um, st petersburg florida you had the bay coast guardians that's formed yeah. in 2017 and in 1987 one of the original real life superheroes super barrio gomez <laughs> oh, of <laughs> course yeah
1: the handsome, the handsome mr gomez
3: get these kids some lollipops so anyways uh <laughs> so the Rain City Superhero Movement started in the midst of this in July of 2007, or July of 2011, and they broke up in May of 2014. Why did they break up? So, I'm glad you asked that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, basically, like I said earlier, um, Purple Rain, dying Peace was actually married to Phoenix Jones. And, you know, her her mission kind of varied from his, or differed from his, Whereas, you know, she concentrated more on domestic violence. You know, she Mm -hmm. was a survivor of that. Uh, She wanted to do more uh, outreach work for, you know, victims of domestic violence and battered women and whatnot. And Phoenix Jones wanted to run the streets, basically. (laughs) They did not agree, so he beat the shit out of (laughs) He was MMA fighter. Um, (laughs) So, um, also at this time, you know, so they broke up. You know, they got a divorce and broke up. And also, too, during this time, the Rain City superheroes actually, you know, experienced a humongous growth. And at this time, you know, Phoenix Jones, he couldn't really take a grasp, you know, on him losing, you know, this dying piece of a wife. So a lot of people were infiltrating into the Rain City superheroes, and they weren't abiding by the rules. So basically, you know, they would come in with guns. They would come in with knives. With actual lethal weapons. This reminds
1: me of, you know, when uh, all those people start copying, catting Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just wearing like hockey puck uh, yes. shields or whatever. They just have machine guns and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, this reminds you of that.
3: And a lot of people would join, you know, just to start fights, you know, in these areas. Instead of, you know, trying to break up fights, they would go in looking for problems. They're trying
2: to join. It's a mob mentality of sorts, yeah. especially when, you know, already a mob mentality is you're joining for anonymity. Then you add in the fact that you are actually putting on a mask and you are actually trying to protect yourself from getting found out. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of people that are largely looking for... They're they're perverting the original purpose of the group. Mm -hmm. This reminds... Okay, this sounds like people that were, like, really into new metal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, once the stirs popularity went down, they were like, well, I got nothing left. I better become a superhero. Yeah, That's what this reminds me of. But they're not doing it, like, Phoenix Jones style. For the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You're not Phoenix Jones. You're fucking... Well, I've
3: got uh, Phoenix Jones. I got, I got
2: some some questions about Phoenix Jones' reasons, but we'll get to that yeah. a little bit later.
3: We'll get to that a little bit later. And so he wrote a big message on Facebook saying, you know, basically, you know, I am st- I started with this intent, you know, to help the community, and I have to really admire him for that because when I started to think about that, Bakersfield has this problem as well. We've been we've seen a high increase of crime. You know, our transient population. you know, not to demonize them. But a lot of them, you know, are addicted to drugs. A lot of them are homeless, you know, so they're looking, you know, basically they're like a lad, you know, they got to steal to eat. And you have, like, all these people just just looking for trouble. And, you know, we have an extremely thin, you know, police force are alluded to in some of our political podcasts, you know, and then are also, you know, undertrained as well. So they're ill-prepared, you know, to deal with, you know, certain situations with a with sensitivity to them. and. That's what the Rain City Superhero Movement was providing, is they were actually, you know, providing, you know, auxiliary backup to the police, but actually giving a sensitivity to the situation as well, because I would see videos of them as well. You know, they would see, you know, somebody trying to break into uh, a building, you know, a supermarket or whatnot, and they would ask them "Well, like, hey, why are you doing this? You know, not to bully him. But to say, hey, are you hungry? Is there yeah. anything I can do for you? Because we can take you to go eat right now. Are you cold? Do you need you do you need shoes? Do they're you need trying this?
2: that portion of it. They are trying to do kind of the uh, yeah the the, the whole well, good Samaritan. Yeah, it's, it's that's it's the, the word good I was yeah, 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 they're they're trying to be and they're trying to do the the more socially active portion of it. You know, it's not just the Batman vigilante version where you know mm-hmm. they're they're just busting skulls. They're also like almost naively trying to look for anyone that looks kind of down and out. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Because, you know, they'll they'll follow
3: these folks as well. They'll follow them and see, okay, what's their story? You know, they're not automatically just profiling somebody like, oh, he's a terrorist. Get him. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. So if I left the bar and I look super drunk, they would kind of follow me?
3: They would walk you home, basically, or get you
2: a cab, or say, hey, is there one of us? Can one of us drive you home? I did see one story. Um, I found a story in uh, GQ about fucking uh, Phoenix Jones and the guy that's talking about them. He he brings up a story where he's he's literally on patrol with Phoenix Jones, and in the middle of the night, some bum comes up to him and says, "Hey, I'm trying to get you know home to somewhere you know four hours away. You know they're in Seattle. He goes, I'm trying to go to the other side of Tacoma. You know what I mean? And and I need nine. I'm short nine dollars and forty cents to get to the bus. You know what I mean? And, um, and Phoenix Jones says, nine forty. Don't even worry, my man. Do not fret. If you need nine forty to get a bus to get back home." it, we're just gonna drive you there. You meet me here, and we're gonna take you. Fucking, and the guy, the the writer says that the 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 homeless guy was like, no, 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 just the nine forty. That's all I need, and I won't bother you. And I, you know, I don't want to put you out of the way. No, 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 we'll take you out there. And and Phoenix Jones turns to the fucking writer and says, "We're fucking going on an adventure." You know what I mean? And, you know, skip to like 20, 30 minutes later, the place that they're gonna meet where Phoenix Jones gets his car, and the homeless dude doesn't show up. And Phoenix Jones looks around, and just kind of goes, "I think he tried to scam us." <laughs> yeah well no fucking shit you know what I mean so there, uh, yeah. there's a certain I believe that yeah. I
1: have bad experiences with homeless people
2: mm-hmm. but I, I mean there, there's so if you were to stumble out of a bar drunk as long as you're not trying to fuck with anybody they would try to get you home safe if you look totally incapacitated you know what I mean if you look like you were down on hard times if you look like you're okay they're gonna make sure you get into a taxi okay or an Uber or you know if they think you're right a car um, evidently there's something referred to as the taco incident where on video Phoenix Jones is seen, uh, what appears to be trying to force a taco on a drunk man. He didn't <laughs> I did realize not see this. he did That's not, how you know, they're in Seattle. <laughs> he did not realize, he did not realize that it, it was a drunk man. Otherwise he never would have even like let him get behind the wheel of the car, uh-huh. but he's trying aggressively to get this dude to eat a taco <laughs> and he's in full fucking phoenix jones why is he gear. trying to make him eat the taco i don't it, it didn't wait really, what did it was you mean by that's
1: that. how you know you're in seattle because i assume he was trying to give him taco bell not like second fucking we if you're drunk if you're
3: drunk that's what i it, thought it, yeah like it, even if it is taco bell like, let's say it's that's del taco or that. whatever yeah. if you're yeah. drunk i'm taking the taco a hundred times out of a hundred yeah yeah, yeah yeah like seattle by some random dude if it's Phoenix Jones, yes.
1: You don't know if it's Phoenix Jones. It could just be like some random dude in a mask.
3: If it's a random dude in a mask, then no. But if it's Phoenix Jones, yeah, Purple Rain. But what if you're so if fucking drunk, rain, you're pur- seeing? Th-
1: if, so you're telling me Purple Rain will give me a? Wait, ride wait, home. wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Oh. There's a joke in here.
3: <laughs> if Purple Rain is forcing me to eat the taco,
2: <laughs> I'm eating that taco. If That's purple fucking rain's terrible. gonna be right, fucking home. terrible. You give me shits for some of my jokes, man. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I had to lean into Jacob, that one. Jacob's kind of taking the lead on the deck. I, I was gonna lately. say, but if you, if you, uh, for those of you listening, you know, uh, to get the full effect in the audio format, just envision that as Jacob was saying that he literally grabbed the microphone and he leaned forward and he went into he that shit. Did full on big eyes. Big eyes, eyebrows up. He had that, uh, all I
1: gotta say just, in my defense
3: is Google pictures of purple rain. Case closed. He had the mischievous
2: look. Taco done. Morbidity. No, I
1: believe Jacob.
2: That taco. Anyway, yeah. So fucking uh, uh, Phoenix Jones was trying to force taco on a drunk dude, and it became this big fucking deal because, like, this is a fucking clown. You know what I mean? So, mm. but he was trying to take care of somebody. You know what I mean? Anyways. Uh, um. Anyway, so specifically <laughs> with Phoenix Jones, because again, I I did. Okay. So while while I was looking up this, um. When it first got brought up, it was like, you, are you guys, you know, what you guys said and sent me the text because I had to leave, like, as soon as we we're done recording last week. Um, it was like, hey, we're we're, we're going to do this, uh, you know, uh, Rain City Superheroes. I was like, oh, fucking dope. I, I remember something like that. Uh, I think the dude's name was Phoenix Jones. Yeah, I fucking remember some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, MMA a couple of years back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking A. I thought I, I, I said Bellator. It was actually World Series of Fighting. Which is actually um, another good promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now they're defunct, but they are now mm-hmm. PFL. Or no. LFA? Pro Fight League is on ESPN. Great. And it's basically in the UFC. Yeah. 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 Um, great format. Fucking. It's a tournament. They have seasons. Awesome. Check out PFL. Support your 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 all your other MMAs besides UFC, including UFC, because all these fighters are doing great stuff. Great guys outside the UFC. underpaid as fuck. Yes, they are. Even in the UFC, a lot of them are underpaid as fuck. But anyway, that's neither here <laughs> nor there. Um, But, you know, it's like, yeah, I remember this. And I remember this because of Phoenix Jones and his mm-hmm. MMA shit, right? And then as I'm doing all of this research, all of it links back to fucking Phoenix Jones. And I'm seeing these different articles, and uh, including one of the ones about uh, um, fucking uh, the one in GQ that I talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's focused on the dude is following Phoenix Jones you know, and his crew. You know what I mean? And part of it is the fact that, yeah, he did start the Rain City superhero movement. Um, but, I mean, the real-life superhero... Uh, 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 Group did exist before Phoenix Jones, you know, and Mm -hmm. and it does still exist. Uh, But Phoenix Jones has done this job of this great job of marketing himself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, excuse me, it talks about um, in the article, the GQ article and and, uh, a couple of other articles, something similar. But the GQ article says the guy was running with Phoenix Jones going after some drunk dude that had like hit a woman, stolen her purse and ran away. Red Dragon and Buster Doe, I think, kept going after him. And as they're running away, someone yells, Phoenix Jones, you have time for a picture? And so he stops, <laughs> takes a picture with some chick, and then goes running back. And they lose the guy subsequently, <laughs> right? But there's a lot of stories about that. How, like, you know, along with doing all this this good shit, you know, Phoenix Jones is also, like, doing uh-huh. this, trying to make himself, you know, he he's he's making pleas on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's...
3: Um one thing that he got really I don't know if you're leading into this or not but one thing he got a lot of, sh- of flack for from his actual you know fellow Rain City superheroes was is that he held a $100,000 superhero suit uh drive because yeah. he that suit would go through some shit like he he stated that he got shot a couple times he stated he got stabbed a couple times and the suit took you know tremendous damage and like Eric was saying earlier you know that it's a fucking
2: legit suit like military grade well supposedly military grade ish you know what i mean and, but yeah, you know, and he does. I was I was going to bring that up, you yeah, know, and he does bring shit. No, that's fine. He does, you know, and he does a lot of that. But he's he's out there, you know. What I mean, like I said, I didn't know that there were two hundred superheroes in mm-hmm. the nation. You know what I mean? I knew about Phoenix Jones, and he was fucking out there, and he's doing this stuff. And I wonder, you know, if his measures are all totally altruistic or if he's got a little bit of narcissism in him. You know what I mean? sounds like and it, it kind of does. It reminds me, especially when I saw the thing for the superhero, the super suit drive or whatever the fuck it was. He called it officially. <laughs> um, if you go to DC comics, he doesn't remind me as much as Batman or Superman, as much as he reminds me of booster gold and booster gold is a superhero that is here from the future And he's got Superman-esque powers. He's fly, super strength, all this other stuff. Um, He's even got, like, it's not black and gold. It's blue and gold. But he's still got, like, the gold fucking outfit, right? And goggles and blonde-haired, you know, white dude, you know, good-looking. And he's totally out there for himself. And he fucking whores himself out for marketing. So so he's got, like, all sorts of brand logos on his cape. Mm -hmm. He's got them on his chest piece, on his fucking boots. Like, he looks like a fucking NASCAR with all of the logos that he's got on him and that's that's basically booster gold has basically monet, uh, uh, monetized the fucking superhero game in the DC comics phoenix jones isn't that far off from fucking doing something very fucking similar you and, know what i mean
1: you know you you mentioned the amount of superheroes there are across the nation and like we know about him maybe because he was fighting professionally or semi-professionally but also because he did a ton of interviews like mm-hmm. literally yeah. he's doing like every interview if you go to youtube you go you google him there's just tons and tons of interviews that he's constantly on. He, he was like a media guy. He was totally like a, a camera camera whore at some point, you know, to to an extent.
2: Mm-hmm. Every single uh, Rain City superhero movement article that I saw was focused on Phoenix Jones, and yeah. the vast majority of the real life superheroes, which is nationwide, had some sort of reference to Phoenix Jones, mm-hmm. and he's just that lightning
3: rod. Yeah. And not only that, but like the people within his group, you know, they kind of played the background. Like I yeah. listed some of those earlier, but you really have to dig deep to find out anything about them. But Phoenix Jones it seems like you can write a whole, you know, biography on him on A and E. And looking at this, though, you know, to play the devil's advocate to this, you know, he might maybe he has a little bit of ego to this. But the original reason why he got into this is because he had a little son. You know, when somebody has you know children, they want to make sure you know they have somebody. That they can, you know, positively look up to, you yeah. know, and maybe that's a little bit of that as well. Maybe it's just like, okay, I'm doing all of this media because I want to make sure that people, you know, they don't follow the wrong. Uh, uh, what does Charles Barkley not want to be? Help me here. I, I just did a bunch of yard work today. Uh, Charles Barkley doesn't want to be a role uh, model. Role oh, model. That's the oh, word I'm oh. looking for. Oh, I was
1: gonna say a black man. <laughs> I was gonna say fat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, yeah, you want to make sure you know your children have positive role models, and. If you know, you look in the media today. You know, a lot of people's role models are like Cardi B. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, for me, that's Cardi B. Yeah. Well, younger people, I yeah. want to say,
2: Are yeah. right, you're thirty as fuck, but, but
1: <laughs> Cardi B. That's kind of an outdated reference. Who's I don't cool know. right I've
2: now? I've seen, I've seen uh, Cardi B. I've seen Art doing squats. You know what I mean? He's working on that. Who's ass, cool you know, right you know, now. Cardi B. Post Malone. Dude, the fact that you're asking that question is means I don't you're know. it's cool. I know. <laughs> I know Cardi B is not cool. Yeah. No, she's got some, she, she, does, she got some. She uh, actually just she got some legitimate Cardi- heat because she was talking about wrestling a couple of weeks back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's still there. I mean,
1: she's if, still in there with the kids.
3: If the Skonkas are still talking about her, she's still popular. <laughs> anyway. But um, um, yeah, you know. But basically, you know, as a father, you, if you had a young daughter, Art, you know, your yeah. niece, for example, would you want her looking up to Cardi B or would you want her looking up to Purple Rain? <laughs> Do
2: whatever you want. Do whatever <laughs> you want. Damn it, Art.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really
2: your apathy has once again ruined an argument
3: yeah but you know to play that (laughs) argument though like basically i can see it from that angle as well maybe he's just like all right you know i want to be a positive example for my son you know what better way and phoenix let's let's break it down too as well it's not like he's that was a bad argument just no i don't think so just because i'm
1: kind of from the school of like you know i grew up listening to like things that were like super like satanic or something you had several role models yeah and so like it's like (laughs) Yeah, there's a difference between a role model who, like, I probably idolized my parents, and other than that, it's like anyway, everyone was just like people.
2: Phoenix Jones's intention was not to be a satanic metal singer. His intentions <laughs> were to be a positive role model that was making a positive difference. An active difference something that he saw the police not doing in his neighborhood and for his son as well
3: you know so i mean i could see that being a motivation as well and And
2: i'm sure it started yeah yeah
3: in that way yeah i mean you look at the comics too like tony stark is like that as well originally you know he has the biggest ego you look at all the iron man's i I know this is fiction or whatnot but everyone goes through that art and to quote uncle ben you know with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) yeah So, I mean, I could see that as well, you know,
2: being that portion of it as well. Yeah. Did you see um, that they have a legit set of supervillains? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Rex Velvet. Yeah. And this is a dude that is like... eats a lot of velvet cake. He's got... He he wears (laughs) like... He wears like a, 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 a black, like like you know, if if you went to prom in the '70s and you had like that fucking baby blue suit with oh, the yeah, ruffled, Napoleon yeah, dynamite, style. same thing, but it's it's black and it's it's much slicker looking. Yeah. Fucking eye patch, fake handlebar mustache, you know what I mean? Not a great disguise if you're trying to hide your identity, but like he does consider himself like a supervillain, you know. At least you know to the Rain City superhero movement, he is in Seattle and he does you know taunt. The Rain City Superheroes. Now he's trying. He's not. Best I can tell, I couldn't find anything that said he was actually trying to take over the world or take over Seattle. Or he's just trying to oppose them. Yeah, he's just trying to fuck with them. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and uh, I remember. Uh, oh no, it wasn't him. It was another supervillain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to say it was the mole, but that might have been just <laughs> from what you were talking about <laughs> earlier. But uh, Phoenix Jones was talking about like this son of a bitch. He's doing this. He's doing that. And what? You know what he was doing? He was threatening to out Phoenix Jones' true identity by posting it on his wall on Facebook. That Mm. was the supervillain move. That's just an old man. But it's like, but it's like that's when Phoenix Jones is legitimately trying to hide his. And and Phoenix Jones did for a long time, yeah. Did say, you know what? That is not me. You got it wrong. Take this down, or else I'm going to fucking come after you. All this other stuff. Because
3: his real name is Ben Fodor.
2: Ben Fodor. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know. Now we are aware. You know what I mean? Like when he, after a few fights professionally, like he is in the cage with his mask on at the end of fights as they're making the announcements. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: He was still coming out with in his suit too. Yeah. He's still fighting. No, no. he hasn't fought in a while. Yeah. But he he had a record though. It was like seven, three, and one.
2: Yeah. Something so like that, yeah. It's pretty pretty impressive. But uh before I get to the before I get to the MMA record, I just wanted to point out the fact that this is spawned like the fact that, that these guys actually got their own legitimate supervillains is I don't I don't I'm not gonna say it's insanity, but it's not reasonable. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I I don't it does. That's a you know what? That's why I'm having such a hard time with it. It, it makes does, too much it sense. It does make fucking sense. But at the same time, like It doesn't make any goddamn sense at the same time.
3: Okay, like the Avengers, you know, in the movies, I want to say it was Age of Ultron. You know, the more powerful that they become, that was a theme in there as well, the more powerful that they become, you know, with Thor and like all these demigods that are joining the Avengers and whatnot, you know, the villains become more powerful as well, you know, and same with Batman. You know, the more heroes that join, you know, the Justice League, you know, the supervillains increase as well. You know, their powers increase as well because there has to be a yin to the yang.
2: And that's... I, the fact that that the yin and yang exists, like it actually exists in the real world, is just fucking the crazy. Force, to me. That is crazy. The force. Um. So, okay. So after, so in 2011, right? Uh, uh the Rain City superheroes, um, fucking disbanded. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, Phoenix Jones saying that you know there are too many people coming for the wrong reasons. I can't train these people properly. People are saying they have skills that they don't actually. They don't know from they don't have actual fighting skills to they don't know CPR and certain basic medical skills. You know what I mean? All the gamut. He's listening to Purple Rain by Prince because Purple Rain left him. All right. And so he's saying, you know, this is disbanded. We're done. I'm sorry, which of course he did all on like, you know, various discussion boards and Facebook and all this other stuff. And fucking Rex Velvet responded. And if if you'll allow me, I want to read the super villain's response. Can you do it in a super villain voice? I don't. <clears throat> shame
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What's a super super villain voice? That's the, the one voice I thought you of <laughs> nineteen nineteen twirling
2: your mustache. Twirling mustache, I don't even dear former Rain City superheroes. That's lightning in the background. Oh, how your leader has abandoned you. <laughs> Phoenix Jones bails on his friends and colleagues at the drop of a hat. Not that surprising to any of us. I'd be lying if I wasn't absolutely tickled about Mr. Jones' ego-loaded announcements to nix all members of a childish, failing subculture. As we at the Social Villains Alliance have been saying for years, and yes, there is a Social Villains Alliance.
1: Interessante.
2: Hang up your caps, nerds. However, I'm hardly riding you today to further crush your fantasies. Quite the contrary, in fact. I'd love to be the first gentleman to congratulate you on your newfound freedom and welcome you back to reality with a wondrous opportunity. I'll cut to the chase. I'm offering to any and all former members of the Rain City Superhero Movement to step forth and share with the public your thoughts, stories, and truths about Phoenix Jones and the RCSH movement in a video my colleagues and I will produce. Think about your past interactions, the hardships, the ridicule, the rumors, the lies, the deceit. I'm offering you your own soapbox as a citizens to rise up and reveal the truth about Seattle's self-proclaimed protector. What do you say, gentlemen? One last glorious moment. One last glorious moment in the spotlight to have the final say about your once-respected leader. Will you respond? Or will you squander your one glorious opportunity, crying alone in your tights, Trapped away in your mother's basement. The choice is yours. Let's end this madness. Together. Message old Rex. Your local villain, Rex Velvet. I just saw Steve Buscemi in my head
3: saying that. that. That's the most (laughs)
1: badass shit that was ever written in a fucking Jamba Juice. (laughs) You know he was just writing that shit while drinking his fucking orange
3: smoothie or whatever on an but, android with a crack
2: screen
1: but, but again
2: like even if he means this facetiously because he thinks that fucking phoenix jones is ridiculous he still fucking did it he's still fucking serious and he still went they still went out i'm pretty sure and they tried to make he and his colleagues in the uh uh, uh the fucking social villains social villains alliance fucking made this video they did this fucking seriously like dude, can I we don't...
1: join the social villains
3: Alliance?
2: oh my god I feel like
1: I... we should
3: you know what else is funny i'm glad he pointed out nerds because when you look up all these people like because you get down that rabbit hole as well it's like okay yeah. who is behind this yeah of course phoenix jones he's ripped and he's an actual mma yeah. fighter but he also reminds me of um the new day what's his oh god see this is how much jared woods xavier woods exactly like a nerdy black dude yeah yeah he could fuck your ass up but at the end of the day he's still going to Dragon Con. He's yeah, still, yeah. you know, he's
2: still dressing up as Sailor Moon, you know. And that's one of the things that I uh, I saw again this GQ article was amazing because it also talks about like going to a comic convention and like yeah, there's all these people that are, you know, wrapped, you know, dressed up in their, you know, regular costumes, regular cosplay. Then he's there with some of these superheroes that are dressed in normal clothes except for the fact that they're wearing t-shirts with their own superhero image on <laughs> it. And they're saying, "Yeah, I'm selling this merch because this is me." And then there's Phoenix Jones and a few other guys walking around the comic book convention, fucking dressed up as themselves, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And but it, yeah, they're all fucking nerds. Nerds. Yeah, it's amazing. It, yeah, they you, just took it to a, another level.
3: You're not seeing War Machine. You're not seeing fucking like any like fucking super ag- Brock Lesnar's are out there, or whatever. <laughs> no like super aggro dudes out there. No, yeah. for the most part, and I hate to use this word, but it's true, beta males like yeah. running around. Yeah. Fighting crimes on the mean street,
2: but they're actually being effective with it. They're, that's, they're doing that's it. What they I got to tip my hat to. They're doing it, and they are being. And, and as odd as it is, they are being realistic. You know what I mean? They did it. It it became an Incredibles joke, but they you know, did bring up the fact that capes are fucking impractical as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Um, one article that I read was was uh, talking about a back and forth that one of the you know lesser known superheroes, but the veterans has been in, around for a while. Was uh chewing out one of the younger superheroes that had just come in, and said, "You have a grappling hook? You have a fucking grappling hook? What the fuck are you gonna do with a grappling hook? Are you gonna scale a building, huh? <laughs> if you scale that building, what are you gonna do from the top? Are you gonna jump down? Are you gonna rappel down? Is that grappling gonna hold you while you rappel down? Or do you know if the pipes that you put the are you have a parachute? Oh, that's great. The building's not even tall enough for the parachute to fucking deploy before you <laughs> fucking break your legs on the way down, like." As ridiculous it is, as it is, they're also very fucking realistic about this shit, and they're being very practical about this stuff. You know, they they don't want lethal weapons. They have cameras attached to fucking everything. They're really there just to report most shit. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to escalate something until something gets escalated to them, you know what I mean? Phoenix Jones talked about. You know, he's got fucking he was stabbed in in the gut in the same spot that he had punched the week before, and also the sort of mm-hmm. shit. You know, and but it was all like. You know, he got into scuffles, but he didn't start them. Like it's it's all it, it is a watch. It's a watch croup on crack. Good faith, yeah, yeah. That, that,
3: that, yeah. Going back to that, you're you're acting in good faith. And you're being a good Samaritan. They yep. have good Samaritan laws for that. You know, and um, one thing I want to point out too is that would you guys do this? Do you th- do you see your guy, yourselves doing this? We we like to complain, you know, about you know you know politically about things, but these are people actually taking action. Would you could you ever see yourself doing this? Um
2: not to this level. Probably not. I I feel like Well, first, would you do this? Jacob? I wouldn't
3: start it, but if there was a group that was well organized, we're talking about a little, maybe yeah. a little bit more well organized than the Rain City superheroes, and let's say I didn't have as many responsibilities in my life as I do. <laughs> If you, if you weren't
2: running a daycare? Or weren't if I was still living in daycare. my apartment
3: in like, like instead of going back to Target during my dark years or whatever, I could <laughs> totally see myself doing this if it was well organized. Yeah. I wouldn't just be like, hey, Greg, hey, Blake, you guys want to go fight crime in East Bakersfield? No,
2: I wouldn't do that. No. See, that's, that's my thing. I, I feel like that there's more reasonable ways to do these things because a lot of the stuff that I saw it was still like these guys are moving in groups these guys Mm -hmm. know that they're not going to go into you know a a, a neighborhood that's known for crack dealers you know uh, I think they said Belmont uh, Mm -hmm. the Belmont area of Seattle or some shit like Belmont Bill Bellman they're not gonna go out there alone there's even though they are superheroes and even though they are you know decked out to the nines they're still gonna go in groups so I feel like, well, something effective, like something, could still be effectively done with a reasonably sized mm-hmm. watchdog group. You know what I mean? And you see this uh, with but, biker gangs too. But, but okay, so really quickly, you yeah. wouldn't clubs. You wouldn't Micro do clubs. this.
1: <laughs> you're you're talking about this. A lot of this is just like you know, like our friend Monica. Like I'm pretty sure Monica has helped more homeless people than the Rain City superheroes. So you're not doing it to really help people. Like you're doing it just to like go out on the streets and like. Like, This is
2: thir- you're 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 helping the people, and you're getting a certain thrill out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: So like, a lot of it is for the thrill part of it. Like that's yeah. that's to and- me, it's like, is this really doing it for you? Because if you're just like flat out saying like, I want to help people. Like, this is not doing it to the point where, like, a lot of people are really helping. Like, you know, they're handing out fucking Taco Bell when the reality, if you you know, if you really think about what homeless people really need, it's, like, probably, like, socks and tampons. Yeah. And, like, and it's you, not really Taco Bell. And what I want to say
3: this, too. Like, I mean, it's not just, you know, helping the homeless. I think that's just, like, a tertiary thing that they did, too. I think they mostly focused, like, on the violent aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because The rowdy I mean, aspects of that, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's nobody that's going to go out there, you know, looking to prevent that. Like, I mean, we have a very wild downtown you know because it's like the only thing to do here in bakersfield you don't see people standing outside of you know uh, the mint or riley's or whatever waiting you know for those agro you know oil field workers you know start a fight or whatever and then try to break it up you know yeah they are helping the homeless you know tertiary to that but you know that's not their main focus i think their main focus though is the more violent aspect of it i mean who 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 here is doing that? Who in L. A. is doing that? I mean, yeah, obviously we have these real life superheroes, but who you know besides the police, you know besides maybe Tim Kennedy, <laughs> um, who 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 is doing the, who who is doing that the violent aspect? Who's addressing the violent? Yeah, you have people like Monica, shout out Monica. You have you know churches doing that, you know helping you know the homeless, the social aspect. Yeah, the social aspect of it, but who is helping in regards to the violent aspect of it? Who's walking all you know, those, you know, the Boy Scouts of America? Who's walking the grandmas across the street? You know, who's doing, you know, the
2: rest of the stuff? Basically being, you know, the bow outlaw, you know, doing, you know, the dirty work, you know, and, basically. Yeah. And, I, and I will say that there is, there is, I, I guess, thinking about it, there is a certain shock and awe factor to the suit as well. Um, you know, I remember you, you brought up the mint, and I remember it a few years back. Um, I was downtown, and I, I came out of the mint and when i was in there there was a couple of guys that were kind of you know you know chirping to each other you know what i mean mm-hmm. whatever whatever you know and um they kind of got into a little bit of an altercation you know what i mean whatever uh and it was like hey we got to go you know what i mean like mm. right, i'm i'm getting the fuck out of here you know what i mean but like somehow in the shuffle of getting out the two guys ended up in front of us and getting out of the door first mm-hmm. and so we get out and on the sidewalk um there are these two guys scuffling and one dude ends up on top of the other and they're outside on the cement the dude on the bottom is already bleeding and his head's kind of sort of not 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 bad you know what i mean but it's it's bouncing a little bit off the concrete and i was like oh you know what i mean like and and there was that moment where I was like you know what if this was but the bouncer wasn't doing anything so i yeah i i, I kind of i didn't do any, i didn't do anything i i to god i didn't do anything crazy but i did kind of i did kind of get in i did kind of try to stick my arms in between i did stop a a, a fist from coming down from top. Mm-hmm. It, it, honestly and truly, it wasn't anything major. But, you know what I mean? But I had a little effect. You know what I mean? I might have stopped a little bit of crazy damage, but I had a little effect. It wasn't anything, you know, crazy, heroic, or whatever the fuck. But those two were still going. Those two were still trying. And, and like, you know, my little effort to help was just stopping some of the physical, you know. But as soon as, soon as someone said police, like, oh, immediately, <laughs> boom, <laughs> those two fucking gone you know jumped up gone they forgot about each other you know what i mean yeah and i feel like something might have been just the the sheer you know who the fuck is this motherfucker in a fucking golden black mask and you know and there is a certain shock and awe factor that i gotta imagine you Mm -hmm. know what i mean a certain effectiveness because of that but i still feel like if it had been three of us if it hadn't been just me if it had been three of us had, had it kind of come in it might have had a similar same effect you know what i mean um on the other side of it you know the other uh, rlsh groups you know what i mean the ones that i mentioned earlier that mostly just do like social work that you know try to raise reason they are helping out in that in that way but i mean here in bakersfield i mean if we had you know, specific to our town. If we had the condors come out in full gear and they said, we're going to do, you know, a clothing drive to help the homeless. Or we're going to do, you know, there's a bunch of other groups that could do that, that we, you don't necessarily have to be um, a part of the superhero club here in Bakersfield. We have a group that, uh, shit, I don't remember. I didn't even think about it. Um, I got their, uh, their information at the women's March uh, this previous year, but uh, there's a group that they get together every Sunday um, they make like a hundred burritos, uh, two hundred burritos, something like that. Is this the Bakersfield Burrito Project? I, yeah, the Burrito Project, the yeah, Bakersfield yeah. Burrito Project. Yeah, and then so they they all get together, they make these burritos, and then they go to like the homeless shelters, and then they hand out the burritos. You know what I mean? And that is a group of individuals that got together under that particular umbrella. They didn't need necessarily the costumes and the whole, you know. Mm. Granted, they're not oh, fuck. I I you had to remind me of their name, but still, you knew you knew who they were. Yeah. You know, you knew who I was talking about. So, it's still this group that might not have the same notoriety, Mm -hmm. but I feel like at both aspects, both at the end of like the fighting violence and at the end of doing the more social work and like helping out the groups and all and and helping out the homeless or the hungry or whatever, there's ways to do that without necessarily having to conceal your identity and Mm -hmm. potentially get stabbed in the gut with a key. (laughs) You know, I I would
1: see like, see, the thing is, like, I feel like you would do things like that. I don't see people doing that as like but people jump to this like I'm gonna become a superhero type of world and that's why I
3: think that nerd aspect like gets involved with it because I think okay like I like it's I mentioned Tim Kennedy and Hey Jesus yeah. brought it up in one of the episodes where he got shot or got cancer or something like that where, like he <laughs> fucking yeah, poor Jesus man he's had a hard time anyway go ahead
2: anyways. I don't listen to those episodes yeah. hey, he's an asshole alright oh I mean what <laughs>
3: let me sick hey
1: um <laughs>
2: um so
3: i mean he mentioned that as well like you it's know the sheep or the sheepdog project or whatever that tim kennedy oh, does oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean tim Kennedy's not I out was there kind of listening to that yeah he's not <laughs> he's not out there you know in a superhero outfit or whatnot you know he's just out there you know in his tactical gear you know yeah. with his little backpack on and doing stuff like similar to that but it's at the same time it, i think that's where that nerd aspect comes into it where it's just like you you grow up
2: idolizing reading these comics or whatever and like what if you know that's true. There's that, that that aspect of do what you know. Talk about what you know. And mm-hmm. this is what they know. And they, they this is absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone, at the very least, someone that saw Kick-Ass a few too many times. Yeah, and I think
3: that's what Kick-Ass was inspired by, to yeah. be honest with you. It was like stuff like this. And to me, like I said earlier, like where I said, hey, you know, I could see myself, you know, during my dark period instead of, you know, having two jobs, you know, when I really didn't need it. I just wanted to have, you know, some camaraderie with friends, you know, instead of going back to Target. If there was something well organized and by well organized, maybe not have, you know, the silly costumes and whatnot. But if it was something like, hey, we're going to go out, you know, to Niles, you know, on a Friday night and we're going to make sure, you know, everybody, you know, is safe. We're going to, you know, make sure everything is going going good and everything, everything's going good. We're going to hand out burritos or whatever. We're going to buy people tacos or whatever at La Via or what not. (laughs) Like I can see myself doing that because I mean, it's, 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 it's something positive that you're, you're getting yourself involved with. Could I see myself ever, you know, dressing up as a superhero? No Halloween one time. That's it. And I feel silly after that. Um, so with that said, what I wanted to, to get at with that is, is if you were to get involved with this an outfit like this what would be your real life superhero oh, son of a bitch
2: gimmick or name or both oh that's not fair because you obviously had time to think about this You yeah, son I know of a bitch well it came to me like like that uh three weeks ago first of all i just wanted to say <laughs> it came to me like this three weeks ago. i want to say that i i keep my whole life i i i first of all i, I cop out a bunch because i keep thinking oh i would like to do this i would like to do that but i like the biggest burrito project, I want to do that for a long time, and I totally spaced on it. And so, you know, but if you're in a here, real life superhero, anyone outfit, out here, wait, anyone out here, biggest burrito project, check them out, help them out, and check out whatever you got in your local community. Now, you, what would I do as a superhero? I don't know, but I'd be decked out in green and black because those are my favorite colors.
3: What would you be? Your name? Do you? think? I don't. Mm. The, the 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 stylish sexican or what? The sexican. <laughs> the sexican. The sex. The sex. You know, it's
1: funny. I used to go to uh, food Not bombs where all these like vegan hippies would go feed. Uh, homeless people
3: with chris right
1: yeah with chris (laughs) and like i stopped going because i started just bringing pizzas from uh little caesar's pizza and that's not vegan Mm -hmm. so they got really pissed at me and asked me never to come back again (laughs) but i feel like that's (laughs) where like i'm there to feed homeless people i'm not there to keep you happy Mm -hmm. and like that's where our divide came from like you yeah. know, I don't give a fuck about
3: your feelings. I'm just here to feed people,
1: like... Yeah. So, that's why I don't w- support them.
3: Yeah, you think your fucking vegan pizza, like, is any better than Dude, the-
1: fuck, man. I can't support that place. They were making, like, soy noodles, so, like, soy uh, menudo. It was disgusting as fuck. They were making, like, soy, like, every, like, dish you can think of. It was disgusting as fuck. Homeless people didn't even want to eat it. They did not eaten in, like, two months, and they didn't want to eat it. So, yeah, hell yeah, they were getting down to, like... Pizza and like soda so you know this is an
2: interesting part because they didn't want they didn't want your help because you did not necessarily fit into their ideals because you weren't vegan right yeah okay just a quick side note that i think is important for a situation like this whatever you're doing whatever your organizations are supporting or however you're going about things vet them please people please to all the cacahuetes out there to all the millions and millions. millions of cacahuetes out there please vet out the organizations that you're looking into you know what i mean there's a lot of uh like Goodwill, there was a big thing about how so many of the donations, the monetary donations to Goodwill was going towards the CEOs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, I think it was Goodwill or Salvation Army, they had this big program where they were like, well, we're bringing in uh, disabled, you know, uh, employees, you know, with uh, uh, Down syndrome or physical uh, disabilities or whatnot. And, you know, and so we're helping them get no, experience in the real world.
3: exploiting fucking disabled.
2: And they're exploiting because... They're giving them less than minimum wage, and they're able to do that because of the fact that they're a charitable organization. You know, Target Just started out, doing yeah.
1: that, and Target's actually paying them like whatever minimum wage is. So, but I, I shout out I, to Target I, for doing that. So those
2: last two I picked on Goodwill, but there's a lot of there's a lot of charitable organizations that do do good things. <laughs> do do they do do good <laughs> things? But the entirety of the resources don't necessarily go towards those good things. In fact most of those resources don't necessarily go to those good things or organizations where if you don't follow That's those clever. strict guidelines they do not want a part of what you're doing. So just just be aware of where you're donating money, where you're donating time, dirt, you know, just just all that stuff and if nothing else just support your local superhero. So all right, what would be your superhero gimmick?
1: superhero gimmick god i don't know maybe el topo 2 <laughs> <laughs> el i thought two? you were gonna say the brown recluse oh the brown recluse yeah that's possible too that's, <laughs> holy shit that's, that's perfect that's already a thing though oh <laughs> uh, that's my rap name actually now that's i true. think about it What well, you can do both I why, why do, does it have to be exclusive eminem's eminem's logo whatever he was a superhero one of his videos was me
2: dude <laughs> um, yeah oh, while you while you're uh while you're tying up the bad guys you could be inspiring That's them like and, changing, and changing their lives with bars. I
1: essentially have Spider-Man's powers but I'm just brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll go with that.
2: <laughs> so you're half of Mos Morales then? <laughs> yeah. I'm cool
1: with that. All right. Yeah, I'll go with that. What about you? Do so you have
3: you so you have superhero powers? Oh yeah, somehow No, we're I'd... human. <laughs>
1: no, trust me. Oh, I come trust up me. with that okay i'll put hey. suction cups on my hands and i'll create some kind of you're gonna have
3: little spider
1: yeah.
2: shooters or whatever no. you haven't seen uh, art when he's on uh, toad <laughs> toad what? i don't know
1: what the hell you're talking about toad go like listen to a, toad?
2: a go listen to a uh, hot boxing with mike tyson you all know oh. what toad is okay <laughs>
3: i actually been meaning to watch uh listen to that
2: it's it's hit and miss yeah. But some of them are really good. He's always a bad interview. Anyways. The Henry Cejudo um, episode is amazing because he gets so fucked up. I fucking love Henry Sahuto. go oh, great. So oh, fucking awesome. God. He
3: is so horrible. He's great. Oh, he's amazing. And I'm not talking about in ring. I'm talking about out ring. I'm talking about both. <laughs> and, for, and, and, for year, yeah. and for years That's now, before point.
2: before he cut his hair, uh, Elizabeth would always say, oh, I want to play with his hair. Because he had that big, poofy fucking cap of fucking hair. Yeah. But anyway.
3: He had that little knuckle cool hair. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, for years, uh, my cousin had this name for me, and it stemmed from, we're both white, Tino, know, but, but he's more on the white side of it. And so, like, when I would go to school, like, I would learn, like, these little clever, you know, you know, Mexican slang words or whatever, right? And so I remember when um, I found out how to say my name in Spanish, um, I was really like, oh, that's cool. Like, it's Jacob. And so, um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> I did Akob. that too. I went, hakob. He, for the, for those of you listening, uh, Jacob is doing this whole big thing where he's doing like one arm like to, the chest, to the chest, the other surf. one arm out, and it's kind of like everybody like, from Backstreet Boys, little dance right. from there. Oh yeah, it's almost like he's he's starting a dab, but he's stopping like at chest level and then going back. Hakob.
3: <laughs> Anyways, so I was telling him about this, and he was just like, "What? How do you say it? hakob hakob Hack." And so like that became my name for a while, and um, we we would always like play character you know x-men yeah. or ninja turtles or whatever we'd play in the backyard or whatever and we had this game where, like where we'd come up with our own hero superhero or whatever and so you know they would call me hack or Hackab or whatever right and so eventually like, I, the only thing i could think of was just like okay this is crazy dude like he's heinous he's just this heinous man just <laughs> goes, hey. they would just chase you for whatever reason i'm going like this you're Otis from Heavy Machinery. That's the face you're making. There you go. That's what it is. <laughs> and then so it, it became heinous hack. And it was just like <laughs> this dude with an unhinged chin that would slobber. I'm not gonna slobber in my own house because I'm an huh. adult now. But I would <laughs> slobber around, going, hey. and like he was the most powerful being. Basically, I'm Galactus in this mode, in heinous yeah. hack mode. And like pain doesn't hurt, like that was a thing too. Like you would hit me. Like he would legit Keith would literally hit me with branches. He would ninja kick me in near the balls, even get me in the balls. And I would, and I would be like, "Pain don't hurt." And I was this character, just hate as heck, and just like I would just like Ultimate Warrior, basically everybody just like run through them. Like
2: for the love of Christ, anyone listening to this, please, please, please follow us on Facebook (laughs) and YouTube, and we put this shit on YouTube every week. And I need you to see what fucking Jacob is doing, and then put it side by side with fucking Otis from Heavy Machinery in the WWE. This is what you're seeing right here amazing. Yeah, that is, guy, that is exactly it. guys. That's exactly what it is. exactly what you're fucking doing. Watch your toes.
3: popping out on his forehead. <sighs> Watch
2: your toes. I've never
3: seen that before. Yep. Stakes yeah. and weights. Stakes and weights. Yeah, so basically that's who I would be. I'd be heinous hack, and I would just run around the mean streets of fucking East Bakersfield just going, <laughs> <laughs> Like anytime fucking somebody's getting assaulted, hey. <laughs> to be
1: fair, that's uh, every meth head on <laughs> East Bakersfield <laughs> doing that, so.
2: Well he would be a distraction at least. Oh, so true. that the poor Meth has
1: the, a freak out, I'm like, whoa, what the hell? That's what I look like. I gotta get off
2: these streets. <laughs> <laughs> so so before we convert to Islam. Before we finish, I want to but I want to hit on the uh, uh, the MMA career of Ben Fodor and his most famous famous of famous matches, Ben Fodor as we said. Fodor? Fodor? I just called him Fodor. Uh, Fodor, I think uh, it's Frodo. Fodor. Frodo. Uh, Frodo, yeah, Ben Frodo. Um, he tossed the oh, ring into the mountain, into the volcano, and then when he was done, he started an MMA career. Um, he has... He was a, a foster kid. Um, his mother was white. I saw interviews with him and his mother and his brother, Carlos Frodo. C-A-R-O-S. Carlos Frodo. For, forder. And uh, there's a bunch of interviews because they're both MMA fighters, right? Now, this is, happens after... Um, because Phoenix Jones got arrested for assault because he kind of pepper sprayed the wrong dude and the police kind of picked him up. And yeah, they, I mean, they let him off cause they found out it was the video came out and it was actually, you know, uh, a probable cause. Uh, um, so it, it was, it was a, it was a good, it was a good kill. It was a good shoot. It was a good pepper spray, but he still got picked up for it and it became this big deal. And so his identity got out there. It's been fodder. And, um, it came out that, and he'd already said, you know, yes, I am an MMA fighter. You, no one gets to know my name, but everyone found out his name. So, after that point, he ran with it. And so, he would come to the cage in his fucking, in the cowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and he would say, you know. Uh, Great uh, pictures, by the way. Amazing. Ben Phoenix Jones fo- uh, folder. Okay. Um, while he was in World Series of Fighting, um, he's training up there in in uh, Seattle and uh he actually trained with his brother his his foster brother uh Carlos and uh World Series of Fighting before that because he, they World Series of Fighting had both brothers um they did this interview when they went back to mom's house you know what i mean and and she's saying and it's this it's this little white woman and and uh, Ben is his i mean Burley-esque black man for a a, a welterweight no yeah he, yeah you went to 170 the fight the, yeah the fight the fight i'm thinking of though was a catch weight at 162 so mm-hmm. around that you know lightweight, Damn, lightweight sure like cut that. yeah then, yeah um uh so and that's because ben is a bigger boy you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyway um so they're doing this thing and ben and carlos are kind of going back and forth with each other they're still being playful and they're still talking about some of their shenanigans out by the pool and whatnot um, And the mama just sitting there like these boys have always been that way, you know. And I always just try to stay out of the way, you know. Oh my goodness, are you boys gonna stay? <laughs> the look on your face right now Eric, <laughs> is making me laugh. I'm making, I, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm it's thinking, a very I'm, motherly I'm, I'm, face. I'm, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Uh, RJ It's Father's Podcast, Day tomorrow, but Eric are, is very motherly right I'm very now, motherly. He goes, I, uh, I just try to stay out of it. These boys are doing what they're doing. Are are you guys staying for dinner? I'm making. Do you have uh, sweet tea in front of you as well. <laughs> I'm making chicken. <laughs> They're, uh, they're in Washington now and that is they're, they're, I'm making chicken and salad you know what I mean I'm making sweet sweeties more Carolina-ish but you know Georgia oh I
1: salad. Anyway, salad shout out to my boy Yuri.
2: so Georgian uh, you can smell the peaches on him anyway um, and but they're they're kind of chirping at each other like you know hey yeah you know but where where would you beat me you, yeah and uh, Phoenix Jones Ben is saying to his brother Carlos. Where would you beat me? You can't beat me on the cage, you can't beat me on this, you can't beat me on that, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, woo-woo, woo, 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 you know, and they're just kind of chirping back and forth, but smiling <laughs> at the same time and having fun, whatnot. Uh, but they're obviously Karos is they're obviously annoyed with each other, right? Fast forward a couple of months later, and um Keros went to World Series of Fighting and said, I want to fight my brother. And they signed up the contract, <laughs> they sent it to the trainers. Um Ben basically got kicked out of... Phoenix Jones basically got kicked out of his own gym because he accepted the fight and he and his his foster brother, this kid that he grew up with, his brother, I'm fuck foster brother, his brother, uh, they were going to go to war and they were going to fight in the fucking cage for World Series of Fighting and Ben didn't have a fucking camp and they went at a 162... Uh, um, that's not odd. They Yeah, they went at 162 catch weight because Kairos is a lighter weight. Uh-oh. so Kar didn't really have to make a cut while uh, Ben Phoenix Jones had to make a more aggressive cut than he's even normally used to and he you know and, and especially at that time people are a lot more conscious of it now you know Frankie Edgar still to this day doesn't Frankie Edgar has never had uh, a weight or a height uh, um advantage going into a fight because he doesn't really cut weight he's always been the smaller man in every mm-hmm. fight he's ever had um so a lot of people today are a lot more conscientious of it, but at that time just not even 10 years ago it was a bigger thing like these aggressive <laughs> weight cuts right and so phoenix jones who has been coming out to the cage in his fucking cowl hmm. as is you know ben phoenix jones Forder. and every time they have to say about how he's running the mean streets of seattle belmont or whatever square whatever the fuck um fighting drug dealers and whatnot as a superhero you know what i mean he's uh he is fighting his fucking brother he got <laughs> kicked out of his goddamn camp because his brother pulled the trigger first and it became this huge fucking thing and this is where i first learned about this was in this was about 2011 2012 i think and this is where <laughs> i first learned about that shit you know and um uh i i remember like seeing this whole thing where Karos is sitting there you know with two of them and Karos sitting there like you know i i'm just gonna fuck him up i don't care he, I'm just shut his mouth. He's been running mouth. He's annoying as hell. I'm gonna do all this stuff. And they, Ben, how do you feel about it? I don't know. He's my brother. I love him. And uh, I hope this is worth it. I was, I hope this is worth our friendship. I, because, fuck you, fuck you. Just, <laughs> just this whole, and at first, it's like, this is entertaining as hell. And then they get to the night of the fight and right before the fight. And Phoenix Jones, Ben, Ben Forder is like, he's doing an interview before the fight and he's saying, you know, how do you feel about this? And you know, do you think, and and the interviewer actually asks him, you're Phoenix Jones in the streets of Seattle. Do you think your crime fighting experience will help you in the cage? And, and he says, he basically says, um, any other time? Yes. But this time no. And he starts to I can't, I can't do it, but he starts to break up like, and I, at that moment was like, Oh my God, it was heart wrenching. But he's like, no, at this point it doesn't because I have no emotional investment with the people that I'm helping or that I'm, you know, I mean, I do, but not in the same way that here, these are my, and he's breaking down and he's not crying full out and he's not ugly crying, but like his eyes get red and glassy and all that stuff. Right. And it's like, Holy fucking shit. This is some real life fucking drama. That's fucking tripping out here. Uh, but anyway, your wonderful superhero Phoenix Jones lost in a unanimous position to his fucking brother. Who oh, been went all three rounds? Up. Yeah, they went all three rounds. <laughs> <laughs> he got dominated, and Keros fucking won. And to this, as far as I'm aware, that relationship is destroyed. But in all of this other random shit about running around the mean streets of Seattle and all of the superheroes across the nation and all of the you know fucking uh, Super Barrio and all this other shit all over the world, in the middle of all of this shit... The man, the face of the movement, had a professionally sanctioned MMA match on Axis TV (laughs) against his brother who called him out and beat his ass. (laughs) Damn, and I mean, that is, I don't even know. That's great. I, you know, some of the other podcasts I listen to, Crime and Sports, uh, the Dollop Small Town Murder, um, though that kind of twist out of nowhere that what does this even mean? I feel like this would be a perfect shot for something like that. Like I almost wish that Phoenix Jones was a villain and not a hero because I would love to hear crime and sports do him. Can you give us that Harvey Dent um, <laughs> quote?
3: Uh, oh, no, not Harvey Dent. Um, Commissioner Gordon. Oh, no. Nah,
2: he's, he's not. He's <clears throat> is, is it deserve and then need? Or is it other way He's not the hero we deserve. He's the hero that we need.
3: No, the one you live with long enough to. Oh, oh you, that's e-
2: hard. Either, to get. either you, uh, you live long enough. No, no. Um, you
3: either live long enough to be the you,
1: hero. You either. You or either. You, you, either, you, either
2: oh. di- you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the to see yourself become the villain.
3: There you go. That's what I wanted. To <laughs> say. AKA
2: Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate anyway can we bring this one home i think we can bring someone home now i i think we got uh all that yard work is catching up to me Ooh, yeah i'm a, I'm kind of sleeping myself i've been up since six Ooh. and it's late now but we appreciate all of you that are watching this live on facebook
3: and i apologize if it, you know there's a little bit of lag i obviously need to update my internet but
2: we're working on it yeah anyway so uh just so you guys, so I think, so we're clear, rubbing this up, rubbing this yeah, up.
1: Yeah, yeah, tell your mommy and boo too. Shout out Elizabeth Jackman, <laughs> shout out Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> uh,
2: just so the Cacahuatas are aware, uh, I'm going to, I got some stuff to take care of. So Art and Jacob Do America podcast will truly be Art and Jacob Do America. Uh, yours truly the good Dr. E.B. Castillo will be out for a couple of episodes, maybe three, probably just two, but we'll see what happens. Taking care of some stuff, you know, nothing major, but you know, uh, you know, good stuff, you know, good stuff out there. So, But these two probably will be holding the house that nose job. There you go, man. I'm, I'm working on it, man. You know what I mean. I'm already beautiful. You know what I mean. But I got to make it perfect. You know what I'm saying. Got to get that Michael Jackson nose going. I mean, th- that'd be nice. First, first, Black Michael, like first Michael. You know, pre- Puerto Rican Michael. So bell so bell I'm, pepper. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna get my plastic surgery nose to make myself my nose look like Michael Jackson before he got his plastic surgery nose. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. oh, the bell pepper. Yeah, they, that's right. That's okay. Right. But anyway, so for all of you Cacahuates out there, you can go to Facebook and you can uh, like the Art and Jacob Do America podcast page. You can join the Art and Jacob Do America Facebook group. Um, Join the conversation. Enjoy some of the memes. You know what I mean? Maybe put out some top suggestions. We've already had a few topics that we've done that have come from the Facebook group, and we'd love to do a few more. You know what I mean? Um, Just answer the questions and join the group. Um, after you're done with that, then you can go to iTunes. Uh, we're on Spotify. You can go to I Use Pocket Cast. You can use whatever fucking uh, outlet you've got, except Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can subscribe, like, review the Art and Jacob Doomer po- America podcast. After you're done with all of that, you can find us all individually on Instagram. Uh, Art over here is at Robots vs. Robots. And by that, I mean Robots vs. Robots. Jacob over sure. here doesn't use his personal account he basically is at art jacob do america that's right goddamn it and you can find me at eb castillo the first that is eb as in ben castillo the first with a number one and you can also find me on twitter at eb castillo two um i uh, congratulated the st louis blues as soon as they won the cup um, I uh, thank Chael Sonnen for his uh, wonderful efforts to MMA. As soon as he announced uh, his retirement, oh, Famer, um, for sure. Oddly enough, even though I watched it live, I, I didn't say anything about the Raptors. I'm just realizing that right now. <laughs>
3: congratulations!
2: <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations, uh, Toronto Raptors. But St. Louis Blues. As soon as they hoisted, uh, as soon as the bell rang, uh, the siren rang. I, I hit that thing. As soon as Chael Sonnen said, "I," you know what I mean. So, but trying to be more active on there. Um, let me see what else. You can also find us. You can also get us as a group. At artandjacobdoamerica at gmail.com. Send us whatever information you want stories, thank you notes, love letters, you know, all of your greatest death hopes threats. and desires. Yeah, Death Threats, too. That's cool. Even it out. You know what I mean? Also, um, too, our um,
3: our host site, they're going to be demanding $100 from us to uh, keep uploading podcasts to their site. So. Uh, we're going to need to pay them pretty soon. So if you'd like to contribute to that fund, um, I'll write you out a receipt so you can claim it on your taxes. It is tax deductible. We
2: are a charitable organization. Oh, We count as a church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we probably could, yeah. You know what? I think a couple of years ago I did drunkenly get uh, uh, ordained by the Church of the Dude. Oh, uh, perfect. Which is the the Big Lebowski. I I do think I legitimately got uh, ordained by the Pre- the Church of the Dew to like do weddings and stuff like that. Drunk and leave the fear I to Dude, we already that, but, yeah.
3: meet like ninety nine percent of the the criteria per the IRS to be a religious. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, if you need that, guys, I'll send you a receipt. You can claim it on your taxes. Uh, your contribution is tax deductible now. If it'll
2: make you feel better, I'll wear a little white collar for you guys. You know, the good Reverend Doctor Eb Castile will uh, do what uh, do what he can for you. you know, I'm not mean? a father, but I'm a Papa Pigster for sure. <laughs> Um, and speaking of that website, you can also find us on Podbean at uh, Art and Jacob Do America on Podbean. That is the website, technically. Um, email us directly at, Art and at gmail.com. Let me see what else I got. You can also go to, once you're done doing all of that stuff and listening to us audio Audioly? audio yeah. oh, I'm going to just roll with it. Once you're done listening to us audioly, audibly, you can see us audibly. That's the one. There it is. Thank you. Uh, you can come and see us visually on youtube.com to America sweet baby you know what I mean we do have our site uh, up all of these episodes that we've been doing and most the vast majority of the episodes we've done up to this point we have recorded a live video portion of it and uh, we've put that up uh, as usually live or shortly after we actually record the sum bit so you can see us actually do our thing and look at our beautiful beautiful faces on YouTube after you're done with that, after you're done looking at us, after you're done listening to us, after you're done doing all of that great chips, subscribing, rating, reviewing, let us know how much you love us, and just don't say anything if you don't like us. You know what I mean? Fucking, um, with you all that, you can find the people that are associated with us. So you can go to FightBackCBD.com, or you can find FightBackCBD on Instagram or Facebook at FightBackCBD. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> you sound so enthused. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I took some nighttime uh, FightBackCBD. And the Nighttime Fightback CBD has your CBD in it, 600 milligrams in a bottle in MCT oil. And it also has chamomile, lavender, and melatonin. There's also a daytime version that is just the CBD in, in uh, MCT oil. It is 100% organic, 100% THC-free, legal in the U.S. They ship worldwide, except for Canada, and that's more shipping issues than fucking... So you know what? Just get the ship get the shit shipped to Montana and then just... Drive over, and Keith will he'll drive it. Yeah, there you go, man. Keith Keith Silva, shout out Keith Silva. Fucking, he'll take it to you in Canada. He'll drive it over. You know what I mean? Just find him on the other side of the border. Yeah, you know relatives I
3: mean? over there. We can we can make something happen, baby.
2: Anyway, so they've got uh, they've got their um, their droppers filled with the liquid CBD. They have vape cartridges. This is small batch. Every now and then, uh, the dude comes out with uh, cheaper batches of, of the vape because it doesn't quite work out. So it might not be as potent, but it's still certified. He still sends us out to third-party quality labs to make sure that he still gets the proper quality out of it. He can report to you exactly what is in the vape cartridges, and so you know that even if it's not exactly what he intended, it is what you are going to get, is what is on the label. This is high-quality stuff. This is small-batch made homie actually fucking hand writes the batch number and the bottle numbers on each label we all seen it because he sent it to us Mm -hmm. and keep your eyes out cacahuates and ears because he is looking to send us a couple of things out here that we could probably send out to you as part of giveaways but if you can't wait to eric you goddamn liar they do have t-shirts they do i've seen t-shirts but i haven't seen them on sale yet i haven't seen them on sale yeah but they do have rash guards on sale and at some point, evidently, they're coming out with a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu key. I wear a size A2, just so everyone knows. Um, you know, I prefer black and blue, but you know, I'll take a white every now and then. And they also do a lot of the so art. He said, <laughs> blue? Anyway, they do a lot of the artwork associated with Ormortal Mortal Choke, which is another great comic that I personally love. I was on their Patreon for a while. Um, but, you know, Fight Back CBD supports uh, MMA, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athletes, professional wrestling. Um, they do a lot of stuff towards mental health. And they are a great organization. And when you go and you get your stuff, put in code AMERICA for 10% off, and you will let them know that Art and Jacob Do America podcast sent them to you. And after that, you can go to uh, notdeadyetapparel.com. They also do a lot of great stuff. They have clothing lines uh, that that raise awareness for human trafficking, breast cancer awareness. Depending on what clothing line you you, uh, go through, they do some great street apparel uh, they've got some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gear, rash guards, uh, uh, spats. They have sports bras. My girlfriend loves a sports bra. I bought her one. She loved it. She went out and she bought one on her own behind my back without letting me know. And when she bought that one behind my back, she used discount code E B Castillo. That is E B, as in Ben Castillo, and she got ten percent off at NotYetDeadYetApparel.com. And I think <sighs> I think that covers it all. Take a sip of beer.
3: And with that said everybody i'm jacob <sighs> to my left is art to my right is eric hey and with that said everybody i know i'm gonna have a good night <laughs> oh me too y'all make sure you have a good night and stay safe guys
2: be good out there
0: lair and conduct my duties proudly and without distraction but now he's out there along with his silly gang of misfit Power Rangers disturbing the peace how things have changed now our city is protected not by our once respected police force but by a tormented delusional freak in a mask how did this happen I see that our boys in blue are being replaced by a hobo snitch in a mask, gallivanting around with a slew of nerds and tights. I have to wonder, what direction is our fair city heading in? (laughs) The Rain City superhero movement must disintegrate. For far too long we've watched as our nation buys into its childish charade, and it's run its course. It's time to get real, Jones. The community would be better off without you. You're doing more harm than good, and I'm willing to bet that a sensible, sane majority would agree with me. You're a nuisance. A problem child. A snitch. A fake. You must be stopped once and for all. You won't find me hiding my identity, Jones. My name is Rex Velvet. The people's villain, if you will. Before you jump to conclusions, let me tell you that I'm a fair negotiator and businessman. But I will not back down from you, Jones, until this city is rid of you. Phoenix Jones, you have met your match. <laughs> Didn't see that coming.
2: Rolling on dubs.